And we got to start off with doing a welcome, 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 welcome to the newest member of the Patreon pool. Woo! It's Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Now, we know Ryan's surname, but Ryan has signed up as Ryan on the Patreon. So, Ryan, let me know. Yeah. Let me know if you're cool with us uh, dropping your surname. That means last name over here in England. I don't know where (laughs) Ryan's from. He might be from the States. He might be from from somewhere altogether different. But we typically tend to go American or British. Yeah. That seems to be it. Uh, so, Ryan, let us know. Let us know where you're from. Jeez. I mean, you know. Other than Lena Oberholzer. You don't, you don't have to give us. Yeah, well, of course, Lena Oberholzer. And Chris Peterson. And Chris Peterson. Right. But, Ryan, what, what are we doing? Are we calling you just Ryan? Am I going with some sort of a fry, flying Ryan? Frying Ryan? Frying Ryan. Ryan, give us. What, 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 what's your background? What, you, you got some sort of like hobbies. Let us, let us know. Saving patron Ryan. Huh? Saving patron Ryan. Saving patron Ryan. I like that. <laughs> Well done, you. Look at that. Every now and then. You Every come now up, and then. Best film ever. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. That too. was you. Yeah. So um, we were doing this at the start because we're going to, we've recorded Snatch already a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But we didn't want Ryan, who's just signed up, to not get his welcome shout out. No, definitely not. So we'll do it today. We'll do it again next week. Yeah. And we'll make sure Ryan gets his love at the start because we're all about people. People who, who, it's humbling. I say it every time. Someone who decides, hey, I like what you guys do and I want to help support that in some capacity with, with monies that I've earned in my life. Like that is remarkable. Absolutely. So Ryan and to all of our patrons. Thank you so much. A thousand thank yous. Okay. If you're interested on how you can join and, uh, and do exactly what we just said, uh, it's patreon.com slash BFE, patreon.com slash BFE. Join best friend of the podcast, Ryan, or you could join on one of the other tiers. We got a bunch available for you. Patreon.com slash BFE. I now return you to the beginning of your regularly scheduled BFE. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does what it says, I think, on the tin. Yeah. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. That's a little bit different. My name's Liam. My name's Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Was it different? I have no idea what I did there. You just put you the, jumped the words I around think, a little. In the, yeah. I think, I, think I, I just stopped at a different point. <laughs> That's no, fine. You put, and I think in commas and moved it across a bit. I did I? All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I don't know if you can hear Like Our voices are all a bit a bit tired they are yeah uh-huh i i have i've been fighting it's hard when you teach man like when your voice starts to go it's like where do you find time to uh i know what i'll do i'll uh, i'll do, <laughs> do a podcast. I'll, a podcast. I'll do a midweek episode <laughs> so welcome to episode number 144 yeah because snatch yeah we haven't recorded 142 or 143 yet. No. no. <laughs> uh, because, um, yeah, we've got... we Just do to the shows. Liam's got a show he's doing, and then yeah. George and I have a show that we're involved in, and uh, Ethan's moving house, so it's, yeah. we're front-loading a few. So as a result, this will be a bit truncated. We're not going to have some of our usual um, spots, because 
There's no point doing shout outs because I don't know what happened at 143. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to reflect Sean and correct Sean on something I don't know. I'm like, oh boy, was it, what's, what is 143 anyway? Is it, is it bully for Columbine? I think it's bully for Columbine. I think it's mice of men. What? No, no that's, that's one, 142. That's one, Ethan, you need yeah, yeah, to just yeah. know your role. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Mind. Just, just, just go pet the rabbits. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, go check out of mice and men. Go check out Bowling for Columbine. Uh, yeah, hurry. Seems weird saying that as we're not recorded them yet. Yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, I think that was a really excellent quality audio. We should definitely uh, go back and check that out. We should. And we want to thank the following for continuing to check us out no matter what order we present things in. That's our Patreon backers, our friends yeah. of the podcast. Woo. I'm talking about Reverend Bruce, Woo. Julene, yeah. Hermes, Woo. Lena Oberholzer, yeah. Katie McRae, Anthony and Davies, yeah. Chris Peterson, All right. Randall. What's what your handle? Your handle? Silva. Yay. Silva! Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. <laughs> the Yeetmeister. Don't call him master. Yeet. Oh, by now that's like a four-week-old joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to do this every week. <laughs> no, just leave it. Just leave it. Uh, Nate the Great. Nate. Woo. Uh, Andy Dixon. Andy Dixon. Holly Callen. Hey, Holly Callen. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Dang straight. And. It ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> and Richard. <laughs> thanks a lot, Richard. Oh, I love that. There great. we are. So there we go. Uh, all set up. Uh, so yeah, thanks very, very much. Uh, don't really have any shout outs. Uh, don't really have any fantasy football stuff, except for I got to bring this up because it is the waiver day, but it happened. I got Chris Godwin. Woo! Wow. <laughs> none of you guys yeah, remembered I to didn't. put it in. I didn't. <laughs> I checked my phone and like none of my. I didn't get anybody in any of my leagues, and I looked at it. I went, oh, I got someone. And I probably went. Wait, I got Chris Godwin. How did that? Because we basically advertised on the pod that you guys were all going for him, and you guys all had priority over me. <laughs> I so I shouldn't have gotten him. I, didn't I just get didn't him. press. I just as well as it. any. It would have come out the Tuesday, so anybody who listened who, who listened to it on day would have gone. Oh. Chris Goblin's available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, just didn't I didn't think there was a prayer I was getting them. That was I think I've got a I've got a right winger now that I need to find a right winger. <laughs> what are you on about? A wide receiver. Oh, wide... I don't know, right back? No, running, running back. back. <laughs> running back. Listen, I'm I'm I've got Get I've got European football on my brain right now. I won't lie. Get yeah. Anyway. Too um, many footballs. A Royal Roundtable. We're gonna put that just a quick one out there. Royal Roundtable. We mm-hmm. need your top five films to do with the monarchy. Make sure you list them from one to five. And you go ahead and use the hashtag BFE top five. Mm-hmm. We got a couple of uh, things in, but we will be picking up steam on that once we come back in November on more of a full time schedule. Yep. Yeah. Um, so why not give us a review, Apple or Spotify? I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is the magic number. Yeah. We're four minutes and 17 seconds in. I'm about to go just really Ooh. quickly. Can we talk about this for a couple of minutes? This is a hurricane Ian. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering why people on Twitter like today just they're like preparing for Ian. Ian's coming. I'm like, is he when? There we are. <laughs> when, did, when did I? When did this happen? I know I'm full of hot air, but jeez, <laughs> it's about to make landfall uh, in the U.S. like imminently. Well, unfortunately, like as a unfortunately five, though, yeah. like I'm going tee hee 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 hee. Like people's homes are gonna get wrecked, you know. What yeah. I think? Safe people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you've been told um, to move, please. move. Yeah. Well, the, the, the time the time now. this comes out, jeez. 
<laughs> but in the future. We hope, we hope as we record this, it's not like Katrina. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want there to be a case study for like, you know, years from now, people are always studying the, the damage and effects of Hurricane Ian. And I'll be like, people just like, they'll hear my name and they'll spit or cry or things like that. So, uh, oh, yeah. Spit now when we see This it. episode <laughs> is either going to age horribly or like very nah, like We'll be all right. We'll be all right. So like, I don't, I don't know any Katrinas. Not since that. I knew some in high school. Yeah. Katrina and the waves. See, America gets like pretty like dramatic names. In America in, in England we get Hurricane Storm Doris and Storm, Storm Dennis. Storm Doris. Well it just goes this. back Storm and forth. Storm Doris was lovely. It's a female name, male name, female name, male name, and then the following year flips. they'll they'll or when they're to the end of the alphabet, they flip and they go back the way they came. But like Katrina just has something to it and Doris is just very like yeah, I don't know old who named, lady. I don't know who names them. Well get this right. I was in Sunny Honey last night and the water was so high. Was, How high was it? It was high. <laughs> and I was splashing right across. And oh, I've the been there once. I've been there once when we doing that. That's great. It was spectacular. Yeah. It was an early morning, but it was raining, so it wasn't the greatest visual. I was trying to learn how to take some pictures, and uh, I was like, oh, I wish it wasn't, ra- it wasn't raining, because there's not much I can really do. The high uh, tide just in front of like where the promenade and stuff is is really cool when it yeah, yeah, comes yeah, up yeah. over. It. I'll show you some pictures off, off, off mic. All right, so why are we doing this? Uh, I think Snatch is on its 25th anniversary, 20th anniversary, 2002. 20th no. anniversary, I believe. I don't know if someone wants to ch- fact check that for me. I will. But I, yeah, there's no, oh no, hang on, no we're not, this is just my pick. Yeah, the other one that we're doing on Sunday. I'm like, there's no way it's 2002. It's got to be like 2000. 2000. I think 2000 on the dot, yeah. And so yeah, it was my pick. And uh, I wanted to do something, I don't know, a bit more, a bit fun, I guess. Minute, Actually, it might, it might be 98. Is it, is it, it's not 98. There's no way it's 98. It's early. Yeah, I, know, I know where I was in my life journey. It wasn't 98. Oh, okay. It yeah, has to be 2000. 2000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. my instinct was 2000, but so, I, I thought it was early. Yeah, because I thought 2002, I'm like, that feels late. Yeah, that feels late. So then I realized, oh, yeah, it's my pick. It wasn't an anniversary <laughs> for once. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I wanted to do uh, this. Uh, because I, I think it's a fun movie. I think it's a movie where you have all these plots that come crashing together at the end. Those are fun. Reminds me of Shakespeare, as weird as that sounds about something like this. But uh, yeah, oh, I get that. And it has a really enjoyable payoff, I think. So, uh, so there we are. <laughs> uh, let's uh, toss the, the deep dive here. Directed and written, written and directed, I usually would say, by Guy Ritchie, mm. who's done Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He directed Sherlock Holmes 1 and 2. He was the writer and director of the new Aladdin. Woo! Ha 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 ha! Oh. And the writer and director of take uh, those words out of your goddamn mouth. <laughs> and the writer and director of the Gentleman. Yeah, oh, like the which was a former episode that we did uh, with good. BFF of the BFE Hermes. Yeah, Woo, Hermes. Yeah, so. good episode. And you can catch Hermes on our episode on Whiplash. Yeah, I was going to say the Gentleman wasn't as much of a divisive. And the gentleman didn't make me cry, so it's oh, okay. Calm down a bit now. No, I'll tell you what. When we when we when we record one forty two, there's lots of feedback on it. Actually, so there we go. <laughs> uh, cinematography by Tim Maurice Jones, who did the music video "Common People" for Pulp. Oh, good, <laughs> good tune. It's a, and it's a good video. I've never seen the video. Have you not? No. Uh, also, did the it's cinematography the for "The Woman in Black." Mm-hmm. Kick, oh, Kick Ass Two. Oh, and The Expendables Four. Oh, I've not seen the fourth one. <laughs> I like Expendables. I'm pretty sure they all That bl- was a really good list, and then you got to uh, I'm pretty sure they all- too, and it just- Well, he's just got more commercial. Dived. I'm pretty sure he's- yeah. They all, all bleed into each other, Look, don't I they? I know the Expendables aren't going to win Oscars, and they're not going to, you know, any 
major dramatic you yeah. know storylines but in a great to get all these action heroes together i've never seen one of them oh i loved it because when we were kids it was all about stallone and arnie they were all together. they were they were individual people you would never see them in the same movie yeah, yeah no, i get room. you i get you so when yeah. that happened it was like woo. yep now i'm waiting for the expender bells <laughs> all right music by john murphy who did lock stock and two smoking barrels a two mama tambian kick ass number one the, sui- the suicide squad and we'll be doing oh. the music for guardians volume three nice. as in guardians of the galaxy i mean yeah, volume yeah, three. have you yeah. seen the uh secret secret theater thing for guardians of the galaxy no there's an immersive guardians cool. of the galaxy experience where you like go and do like a like a saving the galaxy type thing as a theater, immersive theater experience, and then you can watch the film after. Cool, sounds good. Does sound fun. I've always wanted to do something kind of like that. Mm-hmm. That does seem fun. There's, there's some cool ones like Back to the Future and stuff that I've been well up for. But yeah, yeah. Uh, first time, first time people saw this, uh, George. I'm guessing this was your first watch. Oh no, I don't think it was. Oh, you said that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no. I said to you yesterday when we were going to rehearsal. I don't think it was the first time I've seen it because I was watching it yesterday, going not yesterday monday i'm going i've definitely seen this before but i like i didn't know that i'd seen it before before yeah. i started watching it so i think it's a second watch yeah um ethan um i think it was 2016 <gasps> i had to uh i had to analyze the opening titles for uh media because we had to like basically blatantly rip off that but with our own like uh people in the class so i was like I might as well watch the film to see what it's about. I didn't think you were really getting Vinnie Jones or something like that. <laughs> nah, it would have been nice. But, go ahead. but no, like we just had to redo that entire opening scene, but like with all of us. So I was like, I might as well actually see what this is about. All right. Uh, Liam? This is not my first watch. I've seen it two or three times, actually. Um, but I do remember the buzz about this during when it first came out. Uh, because... Vinnie Jones has obviously started to establish himself as an actor. Yeah. And everyone had known him as a footballer. Bit of a yeah. bad boy footballer. So That's right. At Wimbledon. Um, so it was nice to... And to think, you know, 20 years on, the guy's still going. He's still doing movies. It's not bad, is it? Well, you and I have very different entry points to Vinnie Jones. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Vinnie Jones no, but, as an actor. No, but I'm saying in North America, we don't know who Vinnie Jones is. Well, they do from Snatch. Well, exactly. <laughs> the of a term, different entry points. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They know more as an actor than they do as yeah. a footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so when so, so, so whenever I see him doing like these, like you know, old timer games, I'm like, oh, right, I forgot he played football. There's a very famous photo of him and uh, Gascoigne. Yeah, where he's grabbing his nether regions. Okay, <laughs> it's a very uh, um, famous photo. Okay. Um, I watched. I remember I went saw my buddy Sterling, and uh, we used to have a group who used to go see movies a lot. Mm-hmm. and no one else really wanted to go so he said what do you want to see and so we'd kind of so what about this or and we was like yeah right and we didn't really know much about it i think we'd seen the poster and we just kind of thought it was this kind of you know we knew it was british and i'll tell you what, like 40 minutes in i was like what are we watching <laughs> like i can't follow anything like how, how wait more characters what and then by the time i left i was like that was cool did you understand that was cool. um, brad pitt no more than anybody else did. <laughs> I didn't I think, put subtitles and, on. And that's part of the... No, I think it's part of the charm. I don't think even if you put subtitles on that, I'd tell you. Well, I'm guessing Ethan had the experience. Does it? Yeah. Okay. So oh, okay. Um, let's go ahead and jump in with the a uh, little bit of context corner. Just a couple of notes. To keep things uh, in order in production, Guy Ritchie introduced a system of fines on set. 
including for mobile phones ringing, arriving late, taking naps during shooting, being cheeky, being unfunny, and or moaning or complaining. These are now our new lists for the pod. Liam already owes me 5,000 pounds. Ethan's got one for not being funny. Uh, One staff member was was even charged. One One staff member was even charged for letting the craft service table run out of coffee cups. Uh, U.S. distributors almost changed the name of the film. Oh, really? Oh. Uh, the word snatch is a uh, slang for vagina, vagina yeah. in oh, North America. I did not know yeah. that. Oh, it says an African-American slang? I, I, I'm sure it, well, I don't know. It's pretty comprehensive American slang, I think. It may have derived yeah. from African-American It might have started slang, there, yeah. Why is this called snatch? Because you're stealing it's things. It's stealing thing. It's, well, bunch, it's, bunch, it's stealing, about, but you're not snatching, It's a bunch of robbers, isn't it? It's kind of synonyms. It's a cool word. It's yeah. a sharp word. It's a sharp and, word, and, and yeah. One word. Film, it's got some edge to it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But I just, it's, it's a bit better no than steel. Like, like his last one was called Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I think he was after minimalism this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel it's easier to, to follow. To be fair, I will say, I, st- I did look for Snatch, and I kept getting Snatched. The, um, what was it? Uh, that one comedian with Goldie Horn. Amy Schumer? Is that her? I don't, I don't I've know. never seen it, buddy. Me either. Yeah, no, neither have I, but whenever you type in Snatch now, that's the first one that comes up. Is it? Because I, I think your algorithm in. and mine are different because yeah. I got this. I yeah. just put in Snatch Movie. Snatch Movie, yep. Yeah. And I got that too. Because there is a TV series that was made, apparently. There is. I have it in my shop. Oh, oh do you really? At Retro Records and Toys. There you are for all your, your retro, retro needs. needs. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at this. So we do our deep dive. We were called Columbia Pictures, yada, yada, yada. And we meet Turkish, the first time I'd ever seen Jason Statham. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah, I oh, I guess I'm looking for everybody else for their oh, experience. Yeah, yeah, but well, it's, no, really just, it's really just me and you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What would you say? Lockstock, isn't he? Oh, yeah, but I saw this first. Oh, okay. I Did you see Lockstock first? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so he's the voiceover that we're going to have throughout. And he was named after a plane crash, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I remember thinking when I saw him, like, this guy's really cool. I was really glad when he became, like, a big star. Yeah, me too. I was really, really glad. But you know, I love him. Because I know the name. Jason oh, Statham. Yeah. So Transport. many things. Fast and the Furious, a major yeah, one. I've not seen any of them. That's probably why. Hobbs and, a spy? No. Oh. I think he's in, yeah. Is that the Melissa McCarthy one? Crank? Yeah, I, th- I think he's in that, yeah. isn't he? Crank. Maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't have my phone on me. I've left it over there, so I can't look up any more of that. But yeah. Transport 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. I've just apparently I've just never seen any what, of his other what, films. I, what I love about Jason Statham is he never really changes. No, he's always the same guy. Same voice, same hair, <laughs> same look, yeah. same thing. Um yeah. I think he's only ever changed his hair once and that was in uh Revolver. Hair's a funny word you use there. <laughs> his uh, bald scalp. We also meet Tommy, played by Stephen Graham. Great actor. Great, great actor. I think for the it's been a long time since I've seen this now. It's probably been about ten ten years plus. I don't think I've seen this since I moved to England, so yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I got more out of his performance this time than any other time I've watched it. Yeah, he's Cause got... Because I, mm. I own this DVD. I was mad for it. I was uh, This was one of those movies like, yeah, I love this movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for this time, it, it was something different. Yeah. I think it was also because I was able to recognize it was Stephen Graham because he sort of popped up again, really, in British culture. Because what was, what was the... It's the police show that he's on, on BBC, I think. I don't know. Stephen Graham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just know him from the the, the Noel Gallagher Christmas single from a couple of years ago, <laughs> uh, where I guess I guess he pl- spoiler alert I think he plays uh, a dead man. Oh, does he? Who then brings his like wife like a bunch of groceries and stuff to help? Oh, she ends up shoplifting, and he ends up like like stopping people from noticing. 
Yeah. So the theory being that like she's hard up because he's got, but then you go back and you see me in all the pictures and he's like, you know, helping to provide a Christmas without her being able to see him. It's a thing. It's, 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 it's a load of like melodramatic whatever, but it was all right. He was very good at it. Panties and Peaky Blinders. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. Uh, uh, this is England, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I was in This is England. Time, yeah, yeah. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Snatch, oh. Help. Uh, this is England, Boiling Point. There you go. Uh, anyway, he revealed on There's Something About Movies that he got cast in the film by chance. He accompanied a friend to an audition, and when his friend was done, Guy Ritchie asked him if he was next and gave him a script. Uh, because he's got dyslexia, yep. he told Ritchie I'd, he'd need time to familiarize himself with the scene. Ritchie said, hey, can you improvise? Graham said he could, and he got the part. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. Even now, he struggles with scripts. His wife have to read them. Well, yeah, I don't think dyslexia him... just goes away. No, 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 yeah. no. Well, you know, there's ways of dealing with stuff in there and helping. I say you can print scripts in certain forms. Well, yeah, we were things. just talking about um, Leah and Michelle, weren't we? Yeah. Mm. A couple she episodes ago. Come, come a long way in the last 20 years with how to teach and learn a bit more different. Um, but... It's right, isn't it? It, it is. I'm just going. I know. <laughs> we have we have overlays. We have ways that we help our students. We have big print. We have different color backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have them when we were kids. Um, no, no, we didn't. Uh, but his wife tends to read them uh, and tells him a bit about them, and she often goes, "I think you should do this." So he <laughs> don't really tend to go by what is the script. He just goes by what his wife tells him. Excellent. So yeah. Uh, He's not been wrong yet. We found out Tommy's. He wants to say he's after a gum, but he's named after a 19th century ballet dancer. (laughs) And the voiceover says, "What do I know about diamonds? Don't they come from Antwerp?" And then we, I guess, move to Antwerp, where we get uh, one set of opening credits with security cameras. And this was really cool how we watched the entire sort of uh, setup of these four Hasidic Jews coming up to um the main room i guess of mm-hmm. this diamond exchange three cameras and yeah Ooh. it's all through cctv security cameras and it just pans over as we do each one and the whole time we're getting obviously benicio del toro's vocab has been dubbed by someone else <laughs> well, do you know what i thought it was when i first watched it and even like this um because I, I haven't seen it for about a good 10 12 years i forgot about this and i thought there was guys in the room talking for them you know making up a bit of a joke no yeah it's supposed to be him it's supposed to be yeah. them talking yeah and they're having this whole thing about um oh what was is it is, is it the virgin birth they're talking about yeah yeah i think like, so if if jesus is the truly the messiah or if he was just a, a guy because they're kind of going like you know i don't want to do the accent because I, I, I can't do it um but it's like you know these things are uh Maybe so some of these things aren't literal. They're just stories. And it was, I kind of always, I do want to kind of go at some point in my life and just watch two old Jewish guys, like, just, <laughs> like, 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 discuss theology. I think it'd be, I'd just be like, just, just talk. <laughs> I'll turn some, turn some, mic, uh, I had a podcast. You want to come? This doesn't have to be a movie. Like, we'll just totally just do like a one off special. Like when we talk, just off, off speak. Oh, just, I just want to, I just want to be in the room and mic. hear that. That'd yeah, be yeah. so good. That'd be great. Um, and so, at one point, they want Del Toro's character to take off his, because um, it sets the metal detector off. And he kind of goes, you know, what, what do you want to do? You want me to, it'd be so much better if I had the accent, but I don't know if it's disrespectful. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Do you want my, it's not like his accent's authentic. No, do you no. want me to uh, to drop my, uh, you want my, my, my trousers to fall down? <laughs> And they go, oh, because he's like this old, kindly old Jewish children. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. See, never make side deals. Never, never budge on your on your principles because no. bad things happen. They do. And they get up to the top. And sure enough, um, 
They're packing guns. They open fire. And we meet Frankie Fourfingers, played by Benicio Del Toro. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. First time I saw him in a film. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, well, it's 2000, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I hadn't seen suspects. Usual Suspects yet. So yeah, really, have. there weren't too many other entry points for Benicio Del Toro yet. He'd been kicking Is around he a little while, hadn't he? Well, we mentioned something a few a few weeks back where he was up for something much earlier than we remember yeah, him being yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, I remember him Usual Suspects, but before then, yeah, I, I hadn't. But he must have been was on the radar. Fear and in yeah. Las Vegas. I've yeah. never, I think someone else. I've never yeah, seen him. it. What year is that? Uh, Fear and Loathing. Uh, ninety eight. Okay, so yeah. about that time, yeah. But yeah, I, I I just hadn't run into him yet. But he was like the first guy, in like a but like when they were listening, who was in it? Like he was very. I'm like, who is this guy? And so uh, yeah, they're packing guns. And is he in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, he's the collector. Uh, the collector. Ah. <laughs> and he's um he's DJing. Yeah, uh, Star Wars. No, we don't talk about the last Jedi. <laughs> I will talk they're about pack- that till I die. They're, what was that, Ethan? Oh wait, I've turned your mic off. Uh, they're packing guns. <laughs> Sorry, Hermes. And there's so many wipes and jump cuts. Um, and so there's this one guy, and he's like, "Where is the stone?" And he punches him, and he goes, "Where is the stone?" It's fairly young guy that's the director of cinematography oh. tim, <laughs> tim, tim maurice jones i have brought ethan back on so we hear his appreciation for that yeah. uh yeah he's the one who's battered over the head repeatedly by bcl del toro that's funny. and I, I mean is there some music here that feels like it's shared with oceans 11 feels yeah but it's, it was, so- it's like this but it's like like it's like the heisty music you need something quite yeah it reminded me of the opening to brooklyn 99 but that's very similar to that oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah you need that kind of feel about it don't you yeah that song's it like, <laughs> yeah. it's been but like, like the, burned the into my that, brain yeah. And then we get more credits, and they're cool and stylish. And I thought I saw Ethan as media class in it. For a <laughs> uh, I'm not going to mention who's who in this part. I'll bring it up when they come up because it was a ton of them. But they were cool looking, and it was it was it was part of the aesthetic of this film. It just felt it felt different from what we were seeing on screens at the time. So I think that was part of it. Yeah. Um, Frankie is told though that Boris can get him a gun. Because um, his Russian buddies are leaving him, he's going to go to the airport and fly to London. He says, "Go find Boris; he'll get you a gun." We go to the caravan, and Turkish wants a new caravan to run his boxing out of. I guess he can't run it out of the legit office he has for his arcade slot machine things. Yeah, yeah. because um, he doesn't like the color. Well, it's not, it's not, that's not really the reason. But <laughs> Tommy goes, "What's wrong with this one?" And as he's doing it, Turkish literally takes, takes off the, the door, door <laughs> hands it to him, which is a little over the top. But I was like, "All right." He goes, and then some of some of the word choices like is so well written. A Turkish and brick top, especially. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love their dialogues, and he goes, "Oh, nothing, Tommy. It's tip top." <laughs> I can't do the accent, but yeah, it's uh, and it's something with Jason Statham using and Bricktop using like these like childish almost expressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Tommy reveals he goes, "And what, what's that in your trousers?" He goes, "Oh, it's for protection." And he's got a gun, and he goes, "Protection from what?" The Germans, which became an ongoing thing. I, I love the, the Germans. Yeah. You're going on about you're going to blow your bollocks off, and uh, yes, you are, and. Um, <laughs> Turkish were like, it's a bit heavy, isn't it? And then we do the flashback where he's answering the question, is it heavy? And we meet Boris the Blade, also known as Boris the Bullet Dodger, played by, I'm going to guess it's Radej Serbedzija. I like him. He had a really big five years. 
Did he? Where he was, yeah, he was in, I think he was in The Saint. You ever seen The Saint? Uh, Val Kilmer Saint? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, once the, once, um, the Iron Curtain falls and Russia's like part of, uh, it's not the Soviet Union, it's Russia the world again. again. Yeah. <laughs> he played like Russian villains for like 10 years. He was everywhere as like the new millionaire kind of Russian guy. He's brilliant. In oh, this. he's fantastic in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a bad looking dude for an old man, is he? No, he's all right. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, heavy is good. If it doesn't fire, you can throw it at someone. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we meet, and in case you thought he was the big bad, then we meet Bricktop. Oh. Played by Alan Ford, who I don't really know from anything, but he annoys the ass off me. This guy is like your quintessential British villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been around a block a bit, including the oversized glasses yeah. that magnify his <laughs> eyes, so they're like ridiculously circus and those teeth shaped. And he's got the proper Cockney yeah. accent as well. From Croatia, yes, he's not actually not Russian. Actually Russian. No. Uh, the role of Bricktop was originally offered. Come, Sean Connery. Oh my god. Connery liked the script and was curious to see Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. So producer, I didn't mention this, this is produced by Matthew Vaughn. Oh, okay. Matthew Vaughn, who does Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matthew Vaughn hastily arranged a screening for him at extremely short notice. Connery showed up and watched the film before emerging with his judgment. That is a good film. And he says, you're not going to be able to afford me. <laughs> <laughs> Q. Allen Ford, who isn't the only name I found who was r- rumored Connery's for this. an asshole, isn't he? Well, here's one who's not. I know from personal experience. Oh, okay. Oh, um, someone was originally cast as Bricktop and actually came up with a line, I'll cut your fucking Jacobs off. <laughs> <laughs> he was called and fired because uh, learning that this guy used to host Wheel of Fortune. Let's don't know. No, and decided the casting would hurt the film's credibility. Wheel of Fortune. Doctor Who alumnus... And my personal favorite. Oh, uh, my, Bradley my, Walsh. My, my, oh. my personal friend, Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh. Oh, wow. Bradus. Oh, man. Bradley's been great. I this. like Bradley Walsh. There was yeah. no way he's better than this guy. No. He, this, guy, he, this guy is. He calls himself a miserable C word yeah. at one point. And I'm like, you're and, not wrong. And Bradley Walsh isn't. He's quite sunny <sighs> and funny. He'd be a bit more. He'd be. Because this guy's got like. Even though he's he makes jokes like. Bricktop is not funny. No. Everything yeah. is everything is menace. Everything is menace. Just and Bradley Walsh would be a little bit sarcastic. He'd have to get like a legit laugh out of people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen him do serious, because he was, he was on Coronation Street, I think, and he tried to do serious then. But he was on the, wasn't he on the old bill for a while? I think so. I think he was. He, he had a long long history of, of acting. But oh, like, the bill. Even, the bill, not the old bill. Yeah. Bill. The he's, bill. He's in another thing at the moment, isn't he? Like Law and Order. He was in Law and Order UK, UK for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. doing that. So, um, on the DVG commentary, Guy Ritchie mentions meeting a Brazilian man who told him the most hated people in his country are animal abusers. Ritchie was therefore inspired to add a scene of Bricktop prodding a dog to provoke it to fight, highlighting what a monstrous individual he is. Yeah, he is. Mm. I didn't like it. Um, in real life, Alan Ford is a vegetarian and animal rights activist. Oh. <laughs> and something I never knew, Bricktop is British slang for having red hair? Oh, yeah, as in bricks, that would make sense because bricks are red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it would be kind of like like not spiky, but you know what I mean. It's not smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of got ridges, and that yeah. would make like like hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's cool. I didn't know that. He just said, makes you, sense. Well, you guys should start calling me Bricktop. 
<laughs> like I don't have red hair anymore, but neither does Alan Ford. So you know, if it works for him, it works for me. Okay, Bricktop. There we are. Uh, there's some guy. It's difficult to say. It doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? No. Yeah, yeah. Really, have to put a pause there. You can't. You can't slur it. It's brick top, which only can happen if you're if you're a figure of menace. Please sign yeah. out on Keep this. Oh, it's my mate. Oh, it's, oh, oh it's, brick top. It's oh, good to see you, brick toppy. <laughs> Please sign out brick on this. It's brick top. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I won't be signing out. It's with the following line because. There's a guy named Gary. He's like, oh, you're always right, Governor. He goes, pull your tongue out of my asshole, Gary. You're not a dog, are you? And then they off Gary and feed him to the pigs. And the guy who grassed him out, he's like, yeah, nobody likes the grass. And they they kill him, too. And there's these two boxers in the ring who just, like, freeze because they just watched two guys get killed. (laughs) And like, what the fuck? They're like, did anybody tell you two to stop fighting? (laughs) <laughs> and that's what happens um so turkish war oh, but grassed i didn't know what the word grassed meant when i saw that oh you didn't i think I, would i have surmised maybe i would have surmised nobody likes a grass or yeah i'm not Gossip, sure yeah. but 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 now i know what grassed up it's means. like snake in the grass yeah i once had a teacher <laughs> a colleague um i think she was showing i don't know where she showed her class like monty python's life of brian <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, there's a very, like, full frontal nudity scene in that. And I'm only in my second or third year teaching, I think. Probably second. And she was a posh woman. A really posh woman. Posh. And um, how did it get to my... I think it got to my head at the apartment, and he asked me for confirmation if she was watching that. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) The parents got a phone. I'm like, yeah, she did. And she went, did you grass me out? And I went, what's, what's grassing people... What? I don't know what that means. So I think I was able to play the awkward Canadian card for a bit. But yeah, I was like, what are you doing? Because the kids were like 12. Wow. <laughs> 12, 13, 13 maybe. But I'm like, you can't. And what? Oh, this doesn't make any sense. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. Mind you, saying that, I was at school and I watched Walkabout with Jenny Agatha. Yeah. She gets nude in that. I think she was a cover, like long-term cover. Oh, okay. So it was a little bit like, what are you doing? Probably should have been teaching. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like, what, what, what purpose is this serving? Like, I got shown some stupid movies. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they were by full-time members of staff with job security and things like that. <laughs> um, and so uh, Turkish warns you don't want to be in Bricktop's debt. That's the one place you don't want to be. And then Bricktop agrees to use Gorgeous George. He's like, I'm doing you a favor. And the voiceover says, I'm doing him a favor. Yeah. Um, oh, that's walking through the pigs, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah Which yeah. sort of foreshadows there's something with pigs coming up. Because you're like, why does he have pigs? But we're, we're not really being told. Mm, no. Um, and then Frankie Four Fingers is set up by the guy from earlier. Uh, he phones Boris. It's Boris's brother, apparently. But he says, it can't get back to me. So you can't do the killing. But he says, don't use idiots to kill him. And we get a warning that Frankie loves to gamble, which is a nice Viva Las Vegas kind of uh, montage of photographs. I love, I love all those bits. <laughs> this very stylish movie. Very, the very stylish is movie. Very, very nice. Um, then we meet Cousin Avi, played by Dennis Farina. Did you know him from anything else? I think he's Miami Vice, isn't he? Um, I'm know. looking, I'm looking. You're looking? I recognize uh, I know him from a ton of stuff. Like, he's usually, for a long time, he was like the loser ex-husband in like a bunch of, co- like Bette Midler be the lead and he'd be the ex-husband. I recognized him. He had been in, he's been in something I've seen. I think Dennis Farina is Miami Vice. Oh, okay. I think so. Well, D-E-N-N-I-S. 
F-A-R-I-N-A. Farina. Yeah, I'm just looking through his history. I can't see it at the moment. Yeah, I want to hit the IMDb because that'll just be the easiest way to scroll. Because it's not going to be TV. Miami just, Vice, he is. Oh, we are. We are Miami Vice. Well so, yeah, a, a, sort of an over overhaul from the 80s, but then who found a niche for himself as, like, the loser. The loser ex-boyfriend, or ex-husband. Um, but there's a scene, he's talking to Frankie, because I guess Frankie's going to get the, the, the diamond to Avi. That's the, that's the end game. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they keep cutting back and forwards between this phone call. But every time they cut back to, I'm curious if George noticed this. Every time they cut back to Frankie Four Fingers, he's in, he's in a different outfit. Even though the conversations yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like without change, like it's not supposed to have jumped like 15 minutes. It's funny. I can't say oh, it's it together, four right? distinctly, like it's different. distinctly different. Like he's got like, yeah. a hat on in one of them and not in the others. <laughs> in one of them. No, the last one he's not wearing, but the other one is like this like chocolate brown yeah, suit yeah, yeah, with yeah. a hat. Yeah, so. Oh, no, yeah, I did recognize. He's I've very just, I, stylish. I, I didn't pay any attention to it, I don't think. But I did realize, yeah, I do remember him not having trousers on in one of them. The guy who's the British um, Jewish guy, who's not Jewish. Well, he's not, but we haven't got to him yet, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Reed from EastEnders, who was like in EastEnders for many, many years. We're using Whiplash. Why are you rushing? Oh, I thought we were on that <laughs> bit. No. Oh, okay. I'm jumped ahead. Avi, so Avi says he's going to come to London. London. And then meet Doug the Head. Oh, there we are. <laughs> Played by oh, Mike Reed. There we are. Yeah, not really Jewish. I love that his ringtone is the Hava Nagila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's always faking being Jewish, but down to the point where his ringtone is that. Da, 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 da. But I have always loved Mike Reed's voice. That's that really I, see, I don't know this guy from, from, from Adam. I, see, don't. I don't suppose a lot of Americans would, but I mean, he was in EastEnders for many, 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 many years. Have, have we mentioned I'm Canadian at any point? No, I don't think so. Has that come up? Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) I should have brought that up. Yeah, no, no, no. But no, so he's not. Yeah, I didn't know anything much about him at all. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a comedian, actually. Is he? He started off as a comedian. Wow. So he'd do stand-up and then end up going in EastEnders. Um, I think he was in, like, bit parts in, like, um, Sweeney and stuff like that in the 70s. uh, And then end up having that big part in in EastEnders. And there's these uh, young Hasidic Jews camping out on his doorstep. <laughs> it's funny as. And they go, it's a free country, in it? He goes, yeah, but and now he's like, there's no Jewish in his voice at all. He's just pure London. It's not a free shop, is it? It's, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and then Frankie meets Boris, and um, he goes, how much for the gun? And Boris says, nothing. And then he sort of takes his gun and rubs his temple with it. I think, it's, I think but he's the Toro's physical acting is so good in this. Because he, yeah. he doesn't get much time. No. He really doesn't. But he's really, really good. He goes, so then how much do you want for it? And he goes, well, there's a bookie I can't go to. Can you place the bet? And he goes, all right. And of course, we're the Viva Las Vegas. Mm, Please tell more. (laughs) This is not the sexy, like, Viva Las Vegas casino scene. It's like, we get to the the bookies later on. This place just looks like a crap hole, man. It does. This isn't even like a a Ladbrokes or something like this, because this country loves its betting houses. (laughs) A what, sorry? A Ladbrokes. A Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes. Is it Brooks? Yeah, yeah. Brooks. Ladbrokes. Isn't it just B-R-O-K-E-S? No, it's two O's, I swear. No, there's no way it's two O's. Yeah. I will, I will, okay, we, let's we, do it. Let's do it. Let's see what it is. We say Lad Brooks. You can say Lad Brooks, but it's one O. Okay. I'm just waiting for George to give me proof on. Hang on, I gotta set up the uh, thing for Ethan here, so just so we're good, because I'm gonna push this. One O. There's a mistake. I've never had to say it. I've always just read it. Oh, okay. We have always said Ladbrokes. That's really funny because why would you put the word lad broke? 
together. Doesn't that sort of suggest, like, hey, lad, you go in here. You're going to get broke. You're going to get broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. As opposed to, like, what is it? Coral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or, like, William Hill. <laughs> William Hill. <laughs> That's brilliant. Lad broke. <laughs> um,. So we then go to the campsite, and it's surrounded by travelers because even though Turkish negotiated the price for this caravan, more or less, he sends Tommy to do it. Yeah. Um, and we, and we were warned earlier that Tommy gets everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and we meet Mickey, played by George. Did you recognize who this was? Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt. Okay. Yeah. What did you recognize him from? I don't know. I just know it was just You've Brad done a film Brad recently Pitt. with him. Yeah. You know what film you've done recently with him in it? No. He's the guy who's living off the grid in the big short. The big short, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> the old guy who tells him not to dance. Sorry, come again? He's the old guy who says, don't dance. We just, you know, people are going to lose their houses. He's the guy who's in the pub doing the deal. And they're like, are you a, ba- are you a banker or are you a drug oh, dealer? Yeah, and he's got the funny, the, yeah, yeah, he's got the face on, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The face on, yes, he does have the face on. <laughs> he's got a load of prosthetics on. It doesn't look like Brad Pitt. He doesn't have prosthetics on. He's just old. No, he's got a load of hair and stuff on. Hit- <laughs> oh, I, I, thought, I thought he just grew his own hair. I don't Poor think Brad so. Pitt. All right. Later, he's going to have his face off. So, <laughs> Not in like the Nicolas Cage, John Travolta way, but no. different kind of face off. Yeah, I don't want to watch that film. Oh, it's a great film. That is a great movie. It's, so it's eligible. Fun. John Travolta. Like, there's no Nick way I thought. Nick Cage doing John Travolta. I brilliant. never thought that was going to be eligible. That's so good. Because it does not strike me as a good movie, but, it's, but it. it counts. Oh, I'm going to have so much. That's going to be like The Rock. I'm going to have so much fun when we do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Brad Pitt was a big fan of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and approached Guy Ritchie and asked for a role in this film. Ritchie was all about it until he found out that Pitt couldn't master a London accent, so he gave him the role of Mickey the Gypsy. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt almost backed out because he didn't want to play a boxer because he'd just done Fight Club. Fight hence, Club's 99. Hence why his physique is phenomenal. Oh, he's ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, not ripped. He's cut. cut. That's the yeah, best yeah, word for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Pitt took the role anyway because he wanted to work with Richie so badly. And these are two very different roles. Oh, yeah. Very yeah, different sure. roles. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see Fight Club for years afterwards, so I didn't even get any of this confusion. I saw this before Fight Club, so... Uh, Brad Pitt's character in Indecipherable Speech was inspired by many critics' complaints about the accents of the characters in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. <laughs> Guy Ritchie went, here's what I'll do. I'll make a character that can't be understood by the audience, but also can't be understood by other characters in the movie. <laughs> so it's like a forgivable thing. Sometimes, well, I'd say 70% of it is legible to me, I could understand. Yeah, I There's could. 30% of it where I just went, oh, I can decipher most of it, but like, I've also seen on. it like a bunch of times. Uh, I used to have... I used to make lots of burn CDs for people. Yeah. And there was a couple of scenes of him, like, I'd always use every now and then, like, a clip from a movie to, like, break up some songs just to give it a beat. Yeah. And, yeah, a couple of them were were Brad Pitt's indecipherable kind of uh, (laughs) statements here. Connect the box. I think it's important to mention because, as, as a Canadian, I didn't have any concept of travelers. Oh, okay. So, like, I didn't know what this was. So, there's a, you know, there's Just a European thing. There's words they use to describe the travelers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really comfortable saying those words. I don't know if other <laughs> I don't know what, what, what the socially acceptable things are. I'm just going to call them travelers, I think, throughout. 
Uh, depending on the group that you are referring to, I think they refer to themselves at one point in this. So as gypsies, gypsies okay. is usually acceptable if they are. There is travelers. There is a slang term, a derogatory that one, term that's used. That one mm. is equivalent. That is their equivalent to worse stuff. Yeah, yeah. They use it themselves because they've reclaimed it. For instance, a type of fish is called a pike. Yes. And mm. they add a Y to the end of it, and that gives you your slur. Yeah, when I was growing up, that was the that was the term that was used. And I and found out about this not to use it in front because of when I teach film, I teach kids about. Um, this really bizarre list of rules about so there's a theory of it if you can make up a story that's really ridiculous and tie it to a bunch of facts kids if they learn how to link it will do it and so i talked about um about this idea about it's about genre and so i'm like people it will always draw an audience if you have the same thing over and over and over again and so i likened it to a um to a uh, a fish merchant it's just where my head went and i was like yeah yeah yeah." they sell pike and i said great and help attract an audience who will always come back so they will always come back as they see the signs that says pike and then i put the y on the end pals and some kids like uh, you really don't want to be saying that (laughs) what what are you talking about (laughs) and they explained that i went oh no (laughs) i did not know that I do. I'd be interested to know what the traveling community think of this movie. Ah, that's interesting. Well, yeah, because, because they use it's, the it's word, fairly positive. I think in the grand scheme the of things, they use the word, but Throughout. like, you know, who gets the last laugh? Yeah, true. Yeah. So, um, as Brad Pitt was playing a particularly scummy character, not in just in physicality, uh, Brad Pitt made a point of rarely washing during the film. Wow, you can see right. that. Um, there was jokes the working conditions on this film were so terrible that Brad Pitt's trailer was picketed by Amnesty International as not being fit for someone to live in um, <laughs> using an on-set caravan if you're curious if there was any culture shock uh, Brad Pitt was uh, thrown by the British cast and crew's um, choice uh, to use the the see you next Tuesday word Oh, because okay. <laughs> we, don't, we don't use that Oh, really? No, that is like the mother of all swear words, and you don't use that. See, that's uh, part uh, of the vocabulary. For I'm a, with you, Mr. Pick. For because, a cockney. Because when, when I came over here, I was like, wow, y'all like that word like way too much. <laughs> um, he soon wore down his resistance, though, and joined in. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brad Pitt says he based his character, uh, his accent, off a guest character on Father Ted. <laughs> the one where they enter a song for Eurovision. Oh. There's a character. I've seen this episode, so I'm I, I meant to go back, but just time wasn't on my side. Interesting. Uh, so it's Fred Rickwood in Father Ted, a song for Europe. So I might look that up and put that out on the on the Twitter if I remember. Uh, and his very first shot on screen because they, they 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 sort of mention him and he's like behind a car and I think it's deeply suggested that he's taking a deuce because <laughs> <laughs> they don't it's on caravans they don't have running toilets. Any of you British folk out there who want to know what a deuce is? Oh, he's 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 uh, the number two. Yeah, yeah, deuce is t- slang for yeah, two. Yeah, but that's not a British thing to say. Dropping a steamer, a steamer. Well, yeah, mm, sure. Still not very English, is it? No, number two is right. Well, you guys would just flat out say what it is. A shit. Yeah, that's what you would say. He's gone for a shit or a shite. <laughs> shite. Actually, I've got a note here that says Brad Pitt is Crockney rhyming slang for shit. Yeah, there you go. So, it's, it's modern, so Brad Pitt was yeah, taking yeah. a Brad Pitt. So they make the sale. Gorgeous George, who's been brought there, he goes ahead and puts the uh, caravan on the back of the of a Land Rover. 
and uh mickey uh tells him to leave and off they go oh the, wheel, the wheels come off so um and it starts to get really um tense and mickey says look no one brings a fella the size of you unless they're trying to say something without talking true and he goes i'll fight you for it and of course we don't know is little brad pitt <laughs> big gorgeous george and they do the fight and it's all gorgeous george at the start which suggests mickey's just playing with him when we find out later yeah. what we know and then mickey can fight and knocks him out in a punch yep. or well, at least we're sure because it, it fades yeah. to black and when it fades back in we have a shot of gorgeous george laying on the ground shot from a, like a bird's eye view looking down but it reverse zooms and 360 degree pans at the same time to show like how out of it he is and how alone they are and they all congregate around him. they all and then they all congregate then around tommy and the voiceover turkish is going tommy's just praying that he wakes up in the next few minutes or else they'll be burying two bodies rather than one yep <laughs> and we cut to and uh, we meet now we meet Vinny and saul played by robbie i don't know if it's gee or g and Lenny James. Saul had a small part, I believe, in Love Actually, not long after this. Oh, Lenny James. Uh, he's in The Walking Dead. He's one of the main cast. Oh, he is there. in The Walking Dead. Yeah, he plays Morgan. I only know from seeing posters, but yes. Yeah. Um, and so we find out, they say, that gypsies are always throwing in dogs when they make a deal. Do you want to buy a dog? <laughs> sure. A dog. Uh, <laughs> A dag. A what? A dag. a dag. And then, like, this will happen later, but then Tommy's like, oh, you mean a dog? And I'm like, be a bit of a jerk there, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then enter Boris uh, into their little, because they, they, they run a, uh, a pawn shop. Enter Boris, who hires Saul for 50 grand to do half a day's work. Um, but then we're going to go to the, the, the to Doug the Head's jewelry shop, and he's with uh, Frankie. And he's like, calm down, calm down. You're, you're, you're in England now. We do things by the book. When in Rome. And Frank goes, <laughs> I am not in Rome. I am in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> I love Benicio del Toro in this. And then we meet probably the funniest character, not intentionally in the film, Tyrone. I love Tyrone. Tyrone. Yeah. Played by, I don't know if it's Aid. I don't know if it's Ade. It's just A-D-E. That's, that is the name. Eight. Yeah, I ch- he's not really in much no. uh, at all. I don't know if he's just, I didn't have enough time to check, but. Uh, we find out that uh, the dog, which they had previously, they found because they went back to the campsite and found it again. Um, we find out Tyrone's not a great driver, and he goes to get out of the car, and there's a <laughs> lot of tight shots on him, and they turn the foley on the leather up to like 11. You hear every. <laughs> somebody, because leather was big around this time. People were wearing leather jackets way more than they do now. Yeah. I had one. Yeah, I had a leather jacket. Yeah, I wore it, you know, religiously for about three, four years, and then that was it. I don't think I'd. I don't know if I'd wear a leather jacket anymore. Oh, I would. Yeah, but. <laughs> How can I save us in the, in a, you're in a state of like, con, like you don't change. You are you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Other people have seasons in their life. You're like, you're like still rocking it like you're 22. <laughs> so that's why two year old. Yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. I might've bumped it by four years. <laughs> yeah. Um. So and I think it was just inferential enough that I, I'm not too bothered by the fat jokes in this. No. I'm okay with it. 
the whole getaway quick thing and yeah i think there's expectations and this subverts the expectations and that's where the humor comes from the small car i mean you definitely couldn't do this with with like like a group of female whatever you couldn't get away with 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 all this fat humor but 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 it's not a bunch of females is it so there we go very boy heavy movie Uh, it is a boy heavy movie they go to the bookies and tyrone like why don't you park over there and he goes it's too tight and like you look over there's there's like there's like there's like they look i mean you had an eyeline match something we learned a a couple of weeks ago yeah and you look and you can't even see like like there is no parallel park there's just one and like all this space and the direct line is too tight tyrone you could fit a fucking jumbo jet in there (laughs) (laughs) and it turns out the vehicle that's the the one vehicle in in this parallel park is frankie's van frankie Fourfingers, who's getting changed inside the van and tyrone comes up and just as frank's gonna get out he just tyrone crashes right into it (laughs) and they go tyrone what, what have you done and he goes it was at a funny angle and i'm like it was right behind you. <laughs> when you reverse, that's where things come from. <laughs> I swear I've driven with people like Tyrone before. And don't forget, this is a stolen car. It's not even his. Yeah, and it's like, so we can't we can't pull forward because you'll see damage. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to keep it crunched in there. So Frankie's stuck. And the irony is that Frankie's the one they're looking for. So they wait there for hours and the guy can't get out. No. <laughs> I will say this. I'm very good at parallel parking. You are very good at parallel there parking. There we are, see? You're very good at helping people parallel park as well, because you've helped me parallel park have before. Have I? I can't do it by myself. Okay. We used to have a parallel park off. <laughs> okay, really? Oh, I would yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good at parallel park. I, would I can't even drive a car, so... I'll say this much. My old school, there was like one parallel park spot in the whole school parking lot, but it was the money, sh- uh, like the money spot. Like There was like... At the very, very front of the school, there was, like, room for three in a row. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the two on each side would always get done. And I was always like, I'm not coming to work like that early. So this was always available. People were always too chicken to take it. Cause they, and i just drive up, and every day I'd just first go. I'd nail it. <laughs> and eventually one of the caretakers went, you never miss. <laughs> and, then, and then I was, like, terrified I was going to now when he said that. But no, generally, if it's, if it's workable, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And I never learned properly how to parallel park. I was in the car once. And, and we had this discussion, didn't yeah, we? Because like, it's one of the things you have to do. You have to do in Canada, yeah. You have to, Canada, you have yeah. to learn how to, te- how to do it, yeah. And I only thought of it the morning of the test. But I remembered I'd been in the car like a couple years previous because my sister got a license before I did. And I was in the car when my stepdad taught my sister how to do it. And I just, I wasn't paying attention. I just remembered. And he said, when you get to this point, start doing your wheel and i'm like oh, i remember this so I, my sister was sleeping but she had a she had a car and then i put like a garbage can which i thought was the appropriate distance practiced it like four or five times in a row nailed it each time i went oh i get this i don't know how to do this <laughs> and so we did the parallel parking test and nailed it i was a bit nervous but i was like i've done this before cool and then she's like all right and i was so happy that i nailed the, the parallel parking i've got the signal coming out of it <laughs> so i almost failed I passed all my tests, but only just. Well, for me, I, I, I learned to drive when I was about 13 in my garden. And I used to set up barriers, you know, where to retur- reverse into. I, I, I saved up money, pocket money, to put petrol in this car. Right, right. And I'd drive around the garden backwards. <laughs> okay. Right, so I'd overheat very quickly. Yeah. So I'd have to sit there and wait for it to go down a bit. And then I'd drive again. Oh, okay. When I came to take my test, my driving instructor, well, test guy... He's like, how do you just do that in one go? I went, because I've learned to do it. He went, we'll do it again. So I did it again. He went, 
That's pretty good. Do it again. <laughs> he made me do everything three times. And um, when we got back to the test centre, he went, you do know if you'd have failed one of them, he said that even though you've done it twice, good. If you've failed it once, you know, badly, he said, I'd have failed you. I was like, but you just asked me to do three of them because you was impressed. Lame. It was. Um, Luckily, I still passed. There you go. Um, I've not parallel parked since I passed my test. Oh, really? Yeah, we. Oh, so we, that was the difference. You don't necessarily have to parallel park in on a test You, you were saying that, yeah. yeah it's so one of like three things you can draw or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, and you have to do two of them. And I got... <laughs> got parallel park and I remember in my head I can remember how my driving instructor taught me how to do it it's like you go all the way left and then all the way right and then all the way right again and then all the way left and I just but I still in my head like with different like reversing yeah. in a couple of those and I just can't I don't think I think through as much I don't think through it anymore I yeah. think maybe that is my problem is that I yeah. I was taught it so rigorously that I just can't get it out of yeah, my brain mine's very minimal yeah I do like two things yeah, I just. That's why I'm too scared to drive. I was about, to, I was about, I was about to ask you Ethan. Tell us about your test. Do you find though parallel parking, one side is easier than the other? No. Oh, okay. I can do it. Well, yeah, I can do Hang it. Hang on. But one side, if if we're parallel parking on the passenger side, it's easier than parking. I've got on the way more practice side. with it on my left side because that's the side that happened to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, left is always. You know bad. what I'm worse at? I'm worse at backing up into a diagonal spot. Oh, okay. So I was in Lynn last night, yeah. and you know, by, by the cinema where it's got those diagonal spots by the by the Papa John's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is not an ad. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time because once I get started, I was like, oh, because I because because I'm coming out at a forty five degree angle, I'm always mess. Which way do I? Oh no! <laughs> so no, that, that's weird. I'm I look good for car those. parking spaces where there's like two in a row, and but there's like roads either side of them, and you can just go whoop and yep. go through into the second one so you're facing forwards because I do not reverse park either. I Yeah, again, you have to do that. Reverse park, parallel park, uh, reversing round a corner. Turn in the road. Turn in the road. And there's one more, but I can't even remember what it is. Yeah. Or it might right. just be the forward I road, always re- do you, Okay, there's another thing. Do you re- reverse into a parking space no. and then leave out or do you drive into a parking no, space I was driving. reverse out? I was driving. See, drive I, in and reverse. See, I don't do that. I, I reverse in so I can drive out. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, isn't it? I was I'm, driving. I'm so... I'm, perfectly comfortable reversing out of a car parking space but the thought of reversing into one no i hear you on that yeah me with oh, so much no. I always reverse in. <laughs> well it's so much more forgiving because you're just going out you're reversing out in this giant big yeah, space yeah, yeah. reversing it no no i hear you there um let's take a look uh problem with reverse parking how about the problem with the dog <laughs> the according dog. to the dvt commentary of a dag bow the dag was very difficult to work with during the scene with vincent saul and tyrone the dog was actually attacking lenny james you can oh, see no. that and james was actually bitten in the crotch by the dog but didn't suffer any serious injury the dog was replaced after that i was gonna say you can see that yeah. he's like Ew. yeah like it's not his acting is this yeah uh tommy then talks to turkish and uh, about what happened and another one of those great things tommy goes who took the jam out of your donut you took the jam out of my donut tommy and they need a replacement fighter and someone thinks after they go through their other options they go what about what, what about mickey what about mickey yeah and it says he'll do it for a caravan. A <laughs> caravan. Um, might want a caravan. And so they see Bricktop and say, "We've lost gorgeous George." And Bricktop goes, "Well, he's not exactly inconspicuous, is he?" Exactly <laughs> hard to find. <laughs> and he goes, "Fine, but make sure your man goes down in the fifth." And this is what he didn't fourth, want. Fourth. Now, 
Well, he says fifth here, and then it'll be fourth the rest of the movie. I promise. Oh, okay. Because I've, I've always had an issue with the continuity in this movie because oh, of this. Oh, okay. He does say fifth when he's at this point. Okay. When he's prodding the dog. Oh, yeah, every other time it's fourth, though. It's isn't fourth it? the rest yeah. of the way. It is fourth, yeah. Uh, and then we go to Avi and Doug, and Avi finds out that Frankie has gone to a boxing match and jumps on a plane to England. And he gets to London, and uh, Doug's like, Avi! And the direct line back to him is, sit down and shut up, you big bald fuck <laughs> i also love dennis farina uh, i love many people in this movie yeah uh we go to the so outside the bookies we find out the deal that saul and vincent have made the robbers get the bookies and the russian just gets the case um and so brick top keeps telling people here that mickey's going down in the fourth and i'm going hold on you said fifth you said fifth um they go for the robbery and they say uh the woman behind i love the woman behind the, i don't know who she is she's, she's brilliant, brilliant. yeah Let's see if i can find out she just goes do you know who his bookie belongs to and i think they're like no and she's like give us the money because it goes all bets are off i'm all. not here to make a bet just all bets, <laughs> bets are off, are off. <laughs> and all bets are off so there can't be any money here and she pulls the alarm and everything's going wrong and for the them. shutters go up <laughs> yep um and then they manage to take um this because oh because one of them has brought a gun that's way too big shotgun <laughs> some sort of shotgun they call yeah. it an anti-aircraft it's weapon. not a shotgun it's, it's, anti, it's an anti-aircraft <laughs> weapon um and so they take their eye off of her for a minute she grabs their shotgun and hits the wall and they're locked inside i mean they take off their masks because they can't get out they're just like oh this sucks and uh, stare right <laughs> at the camera and then out of nowhere, Tyrone just opens and goes, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> uh, Pauline, who is behind the uh, counter, is played by Sydney Seddon, and this is the only thing she's done. Wow, she's great in this. Really? She was phenomenal. I um, loved her hair as well. There's a hole in the wall, and this is uh, actually what happened. Lenny James had a rough go because he hit himself in the private parts with a shotgun while blasting a hole in the wall at the bookies. <laughs> he did oh, he's a just bit. having a rough time. That is the footage again that was used in the film. So there yeah. we go. Everything that happens with Saul, Vincent, and Tyrone was inspired by various late-night TV shows about real-life crimes got horribly wrong. <laughs> uh, we go to the fight. Mickey tells Turkish to ensure the other guy doesn't knock him out before the fourth. And this guy starts with a dirty headbutt to Mickey. He's he like, does. oh, it's going to be that kind of fight. And... Uh, he just takes one punch, knocks him out. <laughs> yeah. And Brad Pitt's great. He sort of like shrugs. Him. <laughs> <laughs> he goes out cold, doesn't he? And so everyone's having a go at Bricktop. I'm trying to figure out how Bricktop makes money. Because he goes around telling everybody to place bets with his. They say they're going to place bets on the night because the ones. Yeah, but Bricktop. But Bricktop runs the bookie. So he's take, he's the one taking the bets. So what's the point in telling everybody the result of the fight? He doesn't tell everyone. He only tells certain people that are going to put a lot of money down. Isn't that all the more reason not to tell these people that? I don't know. Unless they're making side bets of other people. But the minute that Bricktop is, made, is the bookie. Unless he's taking a bit off there by telling them who's going to win. Right. But Liam, if you bet 40 grand with me. Is, whatever not, odds not, those are. He's not a betting shop though, is he? He is. He's the, it's his bookie. He's the one who says the betting table's over. The, he, he's it's his. That's the whole point why he needs a fight. He's not a promoter. Oh, okay. 
I guess he is kind of a promoter. I, I, I misread that. But no, he's there because he's like, he's the bookie because when they say to him, yada, 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 look, I can't take any, all, all my bets are off at my bookies. It's Tommy who goes, you can take bets the night of the fight. Oh, yeah. What's his name, sorry? Bricktop? Bricktop. Hmm. He's, he's definitely, so I, I don't understand his game here. And he goes, I'll, I'll make it up to you. I'll make it up to you. And then, yeah, because you'd want, yes. you'd want them to bet on this guy who's not going to win, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. So, unless they mention that, like, he needs to, like, this is like a payoff and he does it on a regular basis. So, you got to take it. How much money does he have to take in to counteract these guys? Yeah. So that, or is that, he just that rich? Like, no, financially none of no, this you're makes not sense giving, you're not just giving people oh no i know if you're I not know, rich you just give them money yeah. jeez <laughs> ethan unless it's dirty money and this is how he's washed i think it needs a little bit more here you need something um and so uh oh this is one guy who's like so there's these big tough guys like i'll make it up to you and there's this one like like weasley like snivelly kind of guy he was like, thanks a lot. And this is the whole... He's uh, a lot bricked up. Yeah, he's a lot bricked up. And he goes, uh, look, if you do this again, and this is the bit where he says, I'll cut your Jacobs off. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Jacobs, for for what's uh, people outside of here, is? You're nuts. Yeah, but what, what what are Jacobs? Oh, crackers. Yeah, it's crackers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a cream cracker over here, actually. Cream cracker, yeah. But cream clacker, I guess clackers? Is that is that like the Cockney rhyming? Is it a, a thing? Crackers, knackers. Because of crackers, knackers, clackers. I don't know, yeah. But he actually cuts him, doesn't he? Oh, he does cut him because he comes back up and he's got some blood on his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like, ooh, uh, it was a funny joke. And then when he actually like, comes up with the blood, I'm like, oh, that's a bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what I've got is people for this, or your question, uh, basically people are saying Bricktop uh, tells certain important friends who is fixed to win. The common rabble doesn't know, so they bet on whoever. Chances are the one fixed to win has a lower payout, so fewer rabble bet on him. The friends win big, but it's bankrolled by the common rabble, not Bricktop, because the vast majority bet on the one that loses on purpose. Here's my thought, though. But they need, yeah. You look at Mickey. You look at this guy. Who are you betting for? Yeah, true. So wouldn't the smart money be to tell your guy to go down in the fourth and Mickey win because no one else is going to bet on him except for the guys you tip off? Yeah. Just a thought. No one knows who Mickey is. No one knows who And he's like, weight's important in boxing. Mm-hmm. And the guy's got That's at least a hundred. Featherweight, bantamweight. Yeah, weight, and the guy's got, he's got at least 100 pounds on Mickey. At least. Yeah. Mm. So this is the part that doesn't make sense is yeah. how much money do you have to take in to, to, to make up for this, even if the payoff's lower. But the minute you say going down in the blank, like, is that like another level to the bet? It must be, yeah. So at which point then the payoff should go, because it's more difficult, the payoff should be higher. Higher. Yeah. So how much money do you really, the, the financials of yeah. Brick Top is a little weird for me. It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't go around telling people, would you? No. So um, we do that. Um, and so Boris, Vinny, and Saul have discovered, oh, because we, something we, we, we forgot to mention is that um, when they finally go to leave, uh, Tyrone stops the car and he goes ahead and he smacks Frankie four fingers and they go, what are you doing? Because they just want to get out of there. He goes, it's a man with a briefcase with four fingers on his hand. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tyrone kind of proven his worth here for about yeah, all five Tyrone. minutes. Yeah. Um, and Fucking so they've now decided they want half of the stone. And Boris shows up and they he realizes, he goes, no, here's your 10 grand. He goes, hey, hey I promise 50. Mm-hmm. Be not, and they use the word Boris, and they go back to uh, Frankie in the other room. And Boris puts some some uh, earplugs, ear protectors, you might call them in this yeah, country, yeah, yeah. 
and then grabs a gun and shoots Frankie in the head from from the other room and goes, he couldn't know my name. And they go, well, what are we going to do? He's the only guy who knew the combination. And so he grabs like a machete. <laughs> and chops his arm and off. And he chops his arm off. And the shot <laughs> from this is almost like from Frankie's perspective, even though he's dead on the floor. And when he hits him in the arm, this is where I had to pause it last night because I was too tired to go any further. Yeah. Um, like 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 his leg kicks up because <laughs> of the force. It's great. <laughs> and he starts wrapping up in newspaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Casey gets stopped. Which I think is even funnier kind of like here though, isn't it? Because like you know, traditionally your chips yeah. are wrapped yeah. in newspaper, yeah. <laughs> uh, Turkish is looking to dodge Bricktop, so he's gone to his office and there's a great focus pull as Bricktop's lackeys are uh, have come by to up Turkish and then he backs up literally into Bricktop and he tells Turkish to put the kettle on and the Turkish, on. Turkish asks him, do you take sugar? And he goes, no thanks, Turkish. I'm sweet enough. I'm sweet enough. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Back to Boris. We're still in the point of view shot from the corpse. Uh, he says, look, keep the 10 grand. But if I see any of the three of you again, I'll kill you. Uh, Bricktop says he wants to use uh, Mickey again. And this time he goes down in the fourth. And Bricktop. for the first time. <laughs> well, and Bricktop then basically robs, robs Turkish blind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Open your it. safe. And they walk out and they got like, like bags full of stuff. So he's got no so money. It pays off the guy that... Um, oh, it pays off the guys who are pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he says it pays off one of them and then they go and do something else to get the others. He says, that, he says that's one problem taken care of. Uh, the other problem okay. is now let's find the guys who hit the bookies. Mm-hmm. And so um, back to the campground, Mrs. O'Neill doesn't want them getting... I like the woman who played Mrs. O'Neill. I thought she was all right. Yeah, she was yeah, good. I liked she was she, sweet. She doesn't want them getting my, uh, Mickey in any trouble and Mickey's gone courting. And like, what's courting? And we get like three three explanations of it, but one sentence is in the car, one sentence is walking, then one sentence they're almost there. So there's got to be like 15 minutes between each sentence. Yeah. But it's part of that stylish thing that makes Snatch great. Sorsha Cossack. Mm. Was oh, that who played it? Mm-hmm. Cossack. She's, uh, she's done Cossack, sorry. Yeah, she's, she was in uh, Jane Eyre. There you go. Yeah. Her sister, I oh. believe, was in um, Hoppy with... Nick Berry. Essentially, she's done Mrs. Brown's Boys. Yeah, she's done, she's done a lot. Hitching Time. A lot of British Casualty. stuff. Casualty. Yeah, a lot of English stuff. Casualty, jeez. Um, and so Bricktop and his boys check CCTV, and they don't know Saul, and they don't know Vinny, but then when Tyrone <laughs> comes in, they go, you fat bastard. <laughs> Tyrone is very distinctive, though. He is. Uh, Mickey will do the fight, uh, but he wants a bigger caravan for his mother. Periwinkle Blue. <laughs> periwinkle blue periwinkle blue <laughs> and then they bet for it what do you want and if you whatever side wins the fight for free because two dogs chase after Why a not? hair <laughs> and they get to choose is the, is the hair gonna get gonna get caught or does the hair go free and somehow mickey wins but it's this great cross cut because oh, yeah. just as we have the dogs being led off the leash to chase yeah. the hair we have two of brick tops heavies finding tyrone and so <laughs> and in both cases the they're both running now tyrone is caught pretty quickly and then we have two dogs in this pit taking care of tyrone while the other two dogs are almost taking care of the hair yeah. and whereas tyrone goes i'll tell you who robbed your bookies the hair gets away and it's like how did mickey know this because he let the other guys pick mm-hmm. which do you think so i his- don't think he did he was just oh no, exactly I, I, mickey. but it's just this idea of it like the guy's just like like Minus a, one very unfortunate circumstance. Yes. You know, luck shines on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy then is driving with Turkish and finds out his gun doesn't work. 
So he's mad and wants to go find Boris about getting a new gun. But Bricktop goes into the pawn shop. Um, Just let himself in. And he asks, oh, there's drill in. And they walk in. Yeah, and he yeah. goes, oh, is this an inconvenient time? No one seemed really shocked. Well, I think it's the idea that he's he's caught them like trying to move a body. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big deal. It's not like, who are you and why are you here? It's like, oh, we've been Shit. we've been discovered. Yeah. And he goes, do you know who I am? And there's this third guy who's not really part of the crew. He's just around every now and then. Mm. And he goes, I do. And he goes, good, that'll save some time. And Bricktop just does this great monologue about like how he get rid of a body. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, it takes 16 pigs to get rid of a 200-pound man, but they can do it in about eight minutes. Therefore, always be wary of a man who keeps a pig farm. <laughs> Ergo of a term, as greedy as a pig. And I like how he says about the teeth. He can't digest the teeth. Yeah, just the teeth, so you got to pull them out. It's easier to do it before than after. He also can't do hair, but that's not mentioned. You're supposed yeah. to shave a body before you feed He did say shave the heads, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. He said something and pull the teeth out. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is then, yeah, because they can't digest hair either. And then he defines... Nem- but Vincent's still like, I don't understand. Okay, thank you very much, but who are you? And he goes, you know what the term nemesis means? <laughs> and he gives a dictionary definition, but it goes, in other words, in this case, personified by a horrible, and he uses that word that we don't use where I'm from. See you next Tuesday. That's it. Me. And he goes, so gentlemen, and they walk out, and they walk out, and it's like a scene from Dexter. There's like corner <laughs> bags, and like Tyrone's in one of them, and there's like, they've like um, shrink wrapped the room, and they're like sharpening like meat cleavers. Yeah. Jeez. All within that time that he was talking. <laughs> um, Avi still can't find Tony. Sorry, can't find Frankie. And so we get the backstory on Bullet Tooth Tony. Apparently he can find anything, and he's now going to fa- find Frankie. And this is where we meet Vinnie Jones. Uh, he's slamming a man's head in a car door. Uh, this is the head of stunts, uh, Tom <laughs> Delmar. And he said, yeah, I'll do it. He volunteered for the job. Cool. Saul then pleads for his life and tells him we've got this stone. We, or at least we know where we can get this stone. Give us four days and we'll give it to you and it'll more than make up for it. Um, meanwhile, uh, Vinnie Jones meets... He tells uh, him they've got 48 hours. Yes. Yeah. Um, meets Mullet. And Mullet, do you recognize Mullet, Liam? The guy who gets his head stuck in the window and they go driving down the street. Is that Ewan Bremner? It is Ewan Bremner uh, from Train Spot. He yeah, played Spud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spud. Um, gets his tie in the window and starts driving. And obviously the whole time is just like very effective. It's not that inconspicuous, but it's very effective. <laughs> uh, they go to the pawn shop, uh, back to the pawn shop. Saul says that uh, uh, we need to go find Boris. The Oh, they go to the pawn shop and they find Saul. And Saul then says, who's got the stone? Is Boris the bullet dodger? Avi wants to know why he's called the Boris the bullet dodger. He goes, because he dodges bullets. <laughs> Turkish reaches out to Bricktop and says, I can't make Mickey fight, and I don't have the money. I don't have the money to pay for this. Yeah, you took it all. You took it all. And he goes, I fail to see how this is my problem. Um, he says, you're not much used to me alive, are you? Um, Turkish isn't really in much danger through this movie. He doesn't really get roughed up either. I think Bricktop likes him. Yeah. Way more than Tommy. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bricktop sends the heavies to destroy the arcade. It doesn't make any sense because they might need that money to do it. But the big thing is then he sends Tommy. Sorry, he sends uh, Tommy's mom, not Tommy's mom, Mickey's mom. He sends Mickey a message by burning Mickey's mom's caravan. And then there's a pause. 
with Mickey's mom still asleep inside oh. of it. And we have this shot of two guys having to hold back Brad Pitt, who Brad Pitt earns his money in this film. He's great. Oh, he's yeah. good. Brilliant. He's great. It's all just reaction. And he still keeps trying to go again and again. Yeah, again. until finally he just stops. This is his briefs. Yeah. Like he's crazy and just quirky enough because he's wearing like a shirt, but just briefs underneath. I yeah, it's nighttime, isn't it? He's obviously yeah. how he's been sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I understand why Brick Top was trying to send a message. Yeah. But why? this is what I never understood. When you take everything away from somebody, they've got nothing to lose. He's got his friends and the rest of his community. I don't know if you start with the mom, but it's his yeah, it's but the you movie's take making. The one thing that means a lot to him away from him. Yep. You're pretty much bringing a lot of heat on yourself. Yeah, I think I think it had to be something big enough to justify the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um so back at uh Doug the Heads and they say Boris <sighs> Boris has got the stone, you're not gonna find him. He's ex KGB. You will never ever find him insert ringing phone <laughs> what's up there's this guy who wants to sell us a diamond <laughs> he's in the show oh what's up what's he saying that's really hard to tell he's in a thick russian accent and then the guy again security camera cctv right yeah. turns around and it's boris and you get like that music that's from like tetris originally a russian tetris is a russian game actually yeah, but the, the piece of music is actually a, a massive yep. orchestral piece. It's really yep. funny to hear it, yeah. Um, and he looks straight at the camera. Yeah, he looks straight at the It's brilliant. Yeah. And it's, especially after you just gone, he'll never find him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose if you just walked in, you'd be like, oh, that's stupid. Yeah, yeah. But the minute you set up this way, you're like, oh, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, we go, oh, oh. Um, it's magic. Oh, that's yeah, no. right. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, Tommy saves the day because um, Turkish is being held by, like, four guys. Well, Turkish try and take on some, doesn't he? Yeah, and then it doesn't work out. Because, yeah, basically the instructions, I believe, are basically to to, to kill to kill Turkish. Yeah. Um, and so Tommy saves the day with the gun because no one else knows that it doesn't work. It doesn't work, work no. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and, and, you know, Tommy does a good job of faking it. Uh, they go to the campsite, and they find the charred-out carcass of the caravan. Um, and they said to Mickey, sorry. And he goes, did you do it? And I thought they were actually, actually being serious for a moment. Like, were you part of this? Yeah. But then he goes, then why are you sorry? I'll do the fight. So no one else gets hurt. It's the best I can do is this accent. It's not bad. It's not bad. I've mimicked it enough. So there we go. Um, <laughs> back at Doug the Heads. Um, we said that about that. Um, Doug's Heavy goes, I'm going to take care of Boris. His name is Rosebud. Rosebud, yeah. Mm. I'm going to take care of Boris. I'm going to take care of Boris. And then we cut to the car and he's like a bloodied head. And you're like, oh, what happened? And even like Avi seems like he's been hit in some capacity. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, you actually got him. He's in the trunk. That's interesting. They've bound his um, Boris's hands and they've put a like a pillowcase over his head or something. Tea cozy. A tea cozy. Uh, no, no, it's not a tea cozy. A tea cozy is Frankie Fourfingers. Yeah. I don't know then. Yeah, something like a pillowcase of some sort. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to Saul and uh, Vincent, and we have nice cinematography with a security camera as Saul's trying to point out that he's got these two replica guns. <laughs> and we see Vincent's face, but we don't see Saul's. But Saul's, you see just to the right on the CCTV monitor. So again, just really cool. It's so nice. Um, uh, Tyrone phones and says they found Boris, but they they hang up before he can say they're not alone. Saul and Tony go find the stone at Boris's house and then break out. Um, Tyrone and Saul start tracking. 
uh, Tony and Avi. Sorry, I think I've said Saul and Tony. Avi and Tony. Um, Tommy then, so we have three scenes going on. We have three cars. We've got a car with uh, Tommy, Saul, and Tyrone. Yeah. No, not Tommy. Vincent, Saul, and Tyrone. We have a car with Tommy and Avi. Uh, Tony, 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 bulletproof, sorry, bulletproof Tony and Avi. Oh, and Rosebud's got his big knife in the backseat. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got Turkish and Tommy coming back from the campsite. Yeah, yeah. And so we keep bouncing (laughs) back and forward between these three cars. And Tommy starts talking about why Turkish shouldn't be drinking milk because the cow's only been domesticated (laughs) over the last thousand years or something (laughs) like that. And he grabs, um, he hasn't thrown the milk out yet. Saul shoots the replica in the car blasting the windows out i don't know why they did this so he's been an extra loud bang didn't he yeah and, and as a result they hit something because they're, they're they're freaking out we yeah. don't see what it is tommy then throws turkish's milk out the window and we hear a crash it's clearly the result of him throwing the milk yeah rosebud has a knife in the car but then the car is hit by the milk so this is clever editing because it's, a, it's not yeah. seamless it's more of a sword than a knife isn't oh, it? oh it's more yeah yeah it's like a katana or something. it's right and though he crashes and then um, Boris escapes out of the back of the car, um, but then he wanders and he's hit by Tyrone, Saul, and Vincent, who are still recovering from shooting the windows out. And Rosebud's like been impaled by his own sword. Yeah. yeah. So a lot. That's a really fun little sequence there. It is a fun. It's sequence. really clever. Yeah. Because it's not perfectly cement. It's not perfectly seamed up. You get like almost like mini flat, like mini like. It's, a Third, it's almost like 30 seconds yeah, earlier. You, you see yeah. a bit, and then you see another bit, and then you see the reaction to the first. So bit. all the payoffs are really rewarding, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy goes to Boris's house. He's going to go in and tell Boris what's out, what's what, and all of a sudden, Turkish is like, you do have the minerals, don't you? And then Boris is like crazy, because he's just been hit and survived. He survives everything. <laughs> and he wanders in, and Tommy goes to take up the task, and he grabs him by the minerals, and sort of puts him up <laughs> against the wall, and then goes and grabs like this semi-automatic weapon and walks out <laughs> in the middle of broad daylight in london he's pissed and he just lives i love when he just lives in like a residential like like street yeah. like it's he's, a, like, he's british like, looking house i've seen it's like not detached at all it's like in the middle of this a is, what episode we were talking about terraced houses yeah. this is this terraced is house. Terraced yeah, he's in the middle of a terraced house yeah. <laughs> um this is why london burnt down so quickly when yes. it caught fire <laughs> um so there we go. Uh, then they go They go to the pub, because what else are you going to do? Vincent, Tyrone, and Saul find Tony there, and they have him at gunpoint with their guns, but Tony isn't fussed. And he makes this metaphor that Vincent is obviously the big dick, and the other two on either side are his balls. And he goes with a metaphor about them looking for a sexual partner. I won't go with the specifics of it. But he tells them there's no sex to be had here. This is the cleanest I can make it. <laughs> And as a result, your testicles are shrinking. And he says, the fact that your testicles are shrinking and that your guns say replica written down the side, and they both look. We got, we got this. Whoosh. Boop, 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 boop. He goes, replica. <laughs> and the fact that my gun, and he puts it on the table, says Desert Eagle .50 down the side of it. Boop, 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 boop. He goes, there we go. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and if you just shot He's them, just the rest of the movie doesn't take place, but he just wants to drink his Guinness. He's just drinking his Guinness, yeah. yeah. But then they run, they go to the, the so they leave the main area, and then they're in this, like, corridor in this pub, this hallway. 
and they run into Avi, who doesn't know that the guns are fake. <laughs> so they go, give us the case. And he goes, fuck you. <laughs> Shoot me. <laughs> and then from the other door on the other side, in comes Boris with his semi-automatic rifle or whatever. <laughs> and he goes, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Tony figures this whole thing out. And he shouts, saying, Avi, pull your socks up. And so Avi ducks and Tony shoots them all through the wall. And then finally Tony comes in the corridor and we don't see Boris. We just hear him in the distance because <laughs> it's like this low angle shot of Tony the whole time. And it's very like when Mustafa dies in uh, in Austin Powers because it's that joke of I'm not really dead yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he goes, uh, so he goes, Boris, what are you doing here? And you hear Boris go, fuck you. <laughs> so he goes, bang, bang. And the shot doesn't, it's the same shot the whole time. It's a long take. Yep. And he goes, you missed. I show you. And then he goes, bang, bang, bang. Tony shoots him again. <laughs> fuck you. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. And then you hear him go, <laughs> almost. <laughs> and Tony says, for fuck's sake <laughs> bang and now he's dead and then he goes to shoot tyrone but now he's out of bullets and he goes and he goes you lucky bastard <laughs> and walks out it's a great scene it's a great scene yeah but in the in all this um, mix-up uh saul and vincent before tony got in the room have scarpered with avi's case Mm-hmm. they've got the case and off they go so back at the pawn shop vincent's like holding up the stone going this is insane he goes what if we just ran out of the country and saul's like no 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 life's not life's too short as it is we're not doing that um so they then go we're gonna give us to brick tops they go outside brick tops and uh they said vincent go ahead and get where's the stone and he's put it in his briefs and he goes well, what'd you do then in case we got mugged Saul, it's my favorite line of the whole thing. Who's going to mug two black fellas holding pistols in a car that's <laughs> worth less than your shirt? <laughs> and he goes, bulletproof Tony and his friend, the Desert Eagles, dot zero five zero. And we see from the shots of outside the car looking into the car, and we can see the reflection of Vinnie Jones as he walks up, and he talks to them. Only... It's not really Vinnie Jones. When Vinnie and Saul are sitting outside Bricktop's bookies about to give him the diamond, the man that approaches the car is not really Bulletproof Tony. It was a lookalike. Ready for this? The most Vinnie Jones thing ever. Vinnie Jones didn't show up for shooting that day because he was in jail for fighting the night before. (laughs) (laughs) His voice sounds different, and I was like, I don't know if it's because it was dubbed and he's not good at delivering lines just into a microphone maybe or if it's a sound or if like there's a guy's trying to do a vinnie jones impression and it doesn't work it's really interesting because now i did the research and then i went back and saw it that doesn't sound right i didn't really pick up on that. it's weird isn't it? well i've watched it uh, uh, yeah, i said yeah, yeah. I've wa- at least 10 times yeah, i yeah, never yeah. picked up on that no. because you're naturally looking inside the car for the reaction yeah, yeah, not yeah. At the reflection because yeah. it's imperfect anyway yeah yeah brilliant Yes. Um, Tommy lays out the stakes for the, the the third act. He goes, "What to deal?" He goes, "What if Mickey wins?" Because they're playing cards, just trying to kill time for the fight. Tucker goes, "I imagine we get murdered and fed to the pigs." <laughs> yeah. It's Tommy's mother's funeral tonight, and then, then of course there's the wake. And so we see all these shots of Mickey just drinking, yeah, and drinking and drinking, and it's shot so cool. 
There's lots of freeze frames and then panning and zooming and all this stuff. Mm. Following him, yeah. Yeah, as he goes through. And it it really gets across the idea of being that level of intoxicated. Mm -hmm. Um, And Turkish says, I'm not worried about him knocking the other guy out. I'm worried about if he can make it to the fourth round. At which point, Tommy just asked the question we have to to answer. Well, what happens if he doesn't? Basically, he's just like, what questions the audience needs to know? I'm on it. I got it. <laughs> this is me improvising. I'm your man. And Turkish goes, I imagine we get murdered and fed to, to the, the pigs. pigs. the cards. We go. Yeah, he throws the cards and out he goes. Uh, back to the pawn shop. And uh, this is because Vincent Strode, he's got bullet tooth Tony. He was taking him to find the stone. He goes, oh, uh, uh, the dog must have eaten it. And the, as they go in, they go, oh, it smells in here. And I've forgotten. It's, Every time I watch it, I forget. It's a yeah. dead body. Frankie's still there. Yeah. He's yeah. been there for days now. Um, so as a result, they open a window because <laughs> of the smell. And then Avi tells Tony to look in the dog. And he goes, what? What do you mean look in the dog? You know, open him up. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> and open this him. is where the moral brains. quandary is. Yeah. It's not a fucking tin of baked beans. <laughs> yeah. Um, then the dog goes nuts and Vincent actually produces the stone because they're all trying to like, get in the way of like don't you can't shoot a dog and you can't like knife open a dog <laughs> and the dog then legitimately eats the stone and goes out the window and Avi follows and is just shooting randomly at it and in the gunfire the irony is this is the one thing that kills Tony yeah. not aiming for him a stray bullet Ugh. and so he's, it's but great because he's not used to shooting a- again just like Frankie just like Boris, we don't see we don't see him die. No, and so we just see a shot on the ground of, of sort of Avi going, "Come on, come on, Tony, come on, Tony, Tony," and then we get the whole whoosh, anything to declare. Yeah, don't go to England. Whoa, <laughs> back in New York because it was the same thing they did when he went over. It's a yeah. really, yeah, was, it's like a really times, cool. Yeah, yeah but he's it three times in the whole movie. It's a really cool thing. It's a nice thing. Um, Vincent and Saul say what are we gonna do we're gonna go get the bodies we're gonna go look for a pig farm <laughs> i don't think you just go knock 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 know. can i borrow your pigs for eight minutes especially because you have to starve them first or they don't eat the meat anyway yeah. and, and you gotta pull the, the teeth out <laughs> yeah but they got two bodies you gotta get rid of and shave the head because they got tony and they got uh yep frankie uh mickey is in no state and there's a great piece of misdirection because we see the characters who we trust we trust turkish we trust tommy mm-hmm. we think you know, it's all Dutch angle. We're like, he's in no way. It's brilliant. So many Dutch angles in this film. Yes. Brilliant. Uh, outside the fight, Bricktop's heavies are told if anyone comes out before Bricktop, shoot him. The right words, shoot the bastards. Shoot the bastards. A van full of heavies are out. Two vans, actually, are outside the campsite with shotguns to take out the whole community if Mickey does anything funny. Mm-hmm. And then we get the fight and we get the Oasis track, Fuck It in the Bushes. Great. Which is the <laughs> perfect song for the third act of this film. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. It's all energy and and what's happening and just, oh. Um, I like the way the editing is as well, because it's like freeze frames every so often, but like close cut and then like going back and forth during the fight. Yeah. Uh, the producers couldn't afford enough extras for the boxing match. So whenever camera angle changes, all the extras had to shuffle over yeah. to the other side <laughs> to create the idea that it was That's packed. Brilliant. 
Uh, this is a great two shot of Tommy in Turkish. We had lots of, we saw shots of Brick Top watching, and then we had the same two shot that came from back to of Tommy in Turkish watching as well, which is important. Those are the characters we actually really care about what happens to them. We kind of stay aligned with them mostly through the whole Well, thing. they are aligned, but yeah, but, but yeah. to be fair, it does jump around a lot. It does. But, but we start the movie with Turkish, and so he's the one we're most aligned, to. aligned with. Yeah. 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 And um, Mickey knocks the other guy down again with the first punch. <laughs> <laughs> but he does get up. But there's this great smash zoom. And it, like, and it just sort of lands on them. And they're like, oh, no. And then he gets up. He's like, oh, okay. And uh, Mickey won't finish him. And it's clear he's, he's trying to throw it. So this is great. Because for us, we go, oh, okay, he's he's playing ball. Yeah, yeah. Good. Mickey's playing. But can you trust him? And you're going, maybe he can't control himself. And uh, the big guy's eventually saved by the bell. Turkish asked him, do you understand the consequences of what will happen if you do knock that man out? Do not knock him out, Mickey. And as Ethan said, there's lots of freeze frames, and then the camera stops and pans a bit. And you brought it up because you were you came over and I was watching the last 15 minutes of the film today, mm-hmm. and you said Sherlock Holmes. And I went, yeah, they use this like so much in Sherlock Holmes. Brilliant, yeah. Oh, I've never seen that. Now I, I kind of want to just for that. I really kind of hated it in Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I, Sherlock Holmes. I think cause it was that with a budget. Yeah. And this is this with, like, no budget. Yeah, I think I liked it, though, because in Sherlock Holmes, they do it as... It's uh, a way to sort of show and explain how he notices things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like the, what the mind power stuff. It's how he, yeah, basically, it's, it's to show how he breaks things down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if that's happening consistently throughout the film, I can see why that would get annoying to be yeah, fair. Yeah, it's consistent. I saw the first one. I don't mind the first Sherlock Holmes. I hated the second. Mark Strong's brilliant. In the first but the second one I watched on a plane, that, that's always a hard watch for something for the first time. You yeah. either are all in or it's just like, oh, I'm just tired. Yeah. What else is on? Like, I'll turn on a fi- film a lot quicker on a plane than I would in any other situation. Because <laughs> I'm usually I'm trying to fall asleep. I'm like, fine, I can't sleep. I'll watch a film. I'm not in the best starting place. Um, although some of the best films I've seen have been on planes. I've never been on a plane long enough to watch a film. See all my stuff transatlantic almost. Yeah, so yeah. same. So like in Bruges, Saw that in my film. Uh, on a plane. I saw clock stoppers. I saw gravity. Not the one you want to watch when you're in turbulence and like things <laughs> yeah, are like breaking apart. 4D. Whee! Yeah, I was yeah, I was not feeling that. Well, I, I, hang on, the problem was that I was feeling that. <laughs> I had that with uh, with the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie, and I was like, I didn't enjoy it. Maybe it's because I was tired and on the plane, so I had to force myself to watch that a second time. It's the same logic between my midnight screenings now. Like I hated Rogue One. We went and saw it together, didn't we? Yeah, I like Rogue yeah. One. I didn't like it, but I was like, maybe it's because it's midnight. And I'm getting too old for the yeah, stuff. Yeah, you just yeah, because uh, it's really easy to turn on stuff. I think when you're tired, you just want it to be over, don't you? Yeah, it's a shame because you go because midnight's like, oh, I gotta see this before anybody else, and then you're like, why? Am, why am I doing this? Oh, when we yeah. did that it marathon so of uh, Avengers, that I, did, that I had to see the that day was, it came out. I was, was not going to have that ruined that was for a me. Tough- Tough watch. I don't know how I got through Infinity War without being that being spoiled because I didn't see that right away. I think I waited a few days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Mickey. Uh, oh, so I keep getting one here. The, the song is perfect for the fight. There's slowed down visuals, so you just like everything is like slow. You can see Turkish talking to him, but the audio is perfectly like regular speed. <laughs> oh, it was really cool. So good. So it gives the idea that you know the manic energy is not you know how, how do you fall? It's all a blur, but it's not a blur. It's both like sped up, but also razor vision. Um, I don't know what razor vision is. I guess like razor focus and laser vision put together. <laughs> it's definitely a Guy Ritchie um, style. Yep. It's razor sharp vision. There you go. There we are. Uh, we hear, do not knock him out. And then Mickey falls from a right hand. He gets up. 
there's a series of blows and then there's like one big punch and like mickey's like floating in the air uh-huh. it's such a beautiful shot they get it from the side they get it from the back they get it from the front it's great but when you watch him go up in the air from yeah. the side that must be a different camera they use because this the frame rate's different yeah i think they've they've i think that's being shot i'd be very curious but like typical slow-mo 60 frames per second I'd be very color looks different in the framing yeah, of it. I'd be very curious. Well, the whole film had an interesting color sort of grading thing. Yeah, I'd be very curious if this wasn't like something like three hundred frames a second or something like that. Mm. Pretty cool though. Yeah, it looks it looks fantastic. Which would it get most people on the ass and knock them out. It gets a bit surreal because he like lands in water. I think that's supposed to. I think that's to set you up. Yeah, and he's looking that. up at the bottom of the mat. I'm like, all right cool and then it's we just him, it's him passing out briefly isn't it we hear turkish going all he's gotta do is stay down and it's cool because usually you do out of body experiences from above mm. so they go underneath is an interesting idea yeah, he's passed out it's like the, yeah sure yeah yeah and there's it's a, a big, kind of bit like um train spot when he goes into the toilet isn't yeah, it? yeah yep it's that sort of there's a big uppercut <laughs> he comes back up with one uppercut and it just freeze frames when he hits it and we have a smash zoom we saw before and then we just hear now we are fucked (laughs) (laughs) and the song comes back on and uh brick top and then we get sort of like the worst case scenario and they withhold just enough from us in the right spots that we connect the dots Mm -hmm. the way they want us to so brick top um you know we hear bang 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 he's on the phone he's like all right he goes to the door of the car and he's like we see mickey tommy and turkish come flying out and you know mickey can barely stand and then we hear bricktop go give me the give me the fucking shooter give me the fucking shooter we hear the shot and we're it's a tight shot on the three of them our three heroes if you will and tommy and turkish freeze and make a stupid face by his own admission but mickey doesn't and he calls it out he goes why did mickey make a face it's because he knew something we didn't and then we have the reveal and the travelers the vans looking at the caravans but they're in the woods looking at the vans they're in the bushes yeah Yeah. oh the bushes there we are and they go ahead and take out the uh the two vans uh another couple of guys take out the heavies in the car outside the, the the boxing match brick top when he's on the phone was actually listening to a guy say you're gonna have to talk a lot louder if you want him to hear you bang shoots him so that's why he's so unnerved and going to his car looking for the shooter um brick top is then killed by the two guys in his car because the two guys in his car are two travelers brilliant so that's brilliant and then we find out what was the big deal it's because mickey was betting on himself every time and big yeah. So when all the money was going the other way, he's getting to the everything. So he's taking all these guys' money. He's putting money on them to go down. <laughs> so brilliant. Um, with the exception of the fact that his mom's dead. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah, it's all yeah. like, oh, that clever Mickey. His mom's dead. Yeah. I think that meant more to him getting his own back on for his mother than it is the money. Right, but it is played off really light. Yeah. It's not played off as anything more than financial gain. No, I know. Yeah. It, because um, because we, we don't get anything that says that Liam that's, that's the problem no I know yeah. everything's about money we don't even get like a line from Turkish going oh he does say I did think he took his de- the death of his mother very lightly yes that yeah. part but there's no part of the end where he's like shame about his mom or I bet he did it for his mom he's like hey, he was betting on himself the whole time mm. that's the message we're left with isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I guess so yeah well, so, well, I don't guess. I, I think it is. No, it doesn't it's, say. it's not yeah. how I took it. I took it in the same way Liam did, as it was like he did that last one is absolute revenge because they kill everyone. Oh, hang on. Everybody dies because of the mum. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But the, the thing at the end is kind of like a little like, oh, look at how rich they got. And here we are still looking for a caravan. 
Maybe because to them, it's all about the money, isn't it? What the way that's been presented? Well, how, they, they, made, they made up the blo- to who to Turkish? To yeah. Turkish? Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what he's focused that's on. Why, yeah, maybe. Focuses the money. Because none of these ever, actually none of these ever characters we get any idea of family at all, with the exception of Boris and his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Turkish says, "I'm worse off now than when we started," <laughs> and it's like this, like because it is like a punchline. Yeah. And then we go back to the campsite the next day with Turkish and Tommy, and they've all left. And then in come the cops who want to know why Turkish and Tommy are there, and they're like, "Where?" At first, like, what business is it of yours? He shows the badge. He goes, oh, he goes, we're, uh, we're, and then you hear it, arf, arf. And of course, we said earlier, the dog always goes back to the campsite. It does. We were told that. So he goes, oh, he's we're walking the dog. And that was enough. And then he sends Tommy <laughs> Daisy, to go with the dog. And he goes, come here, boy. Come here, boy. Come here, D- Daisy. <laughs> and in case you thought it was just a one-time slip, again, he's like, good boy. Good boy. Good, good boy, Daisy. Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> so not committing to a gender, really. Um, at one point, it's good boy Daisy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as they drive away, we see from the point of view sort of their thing, Ty, uh, sorry, um, Tyrone, Saul, and Vincent have been pulled over, and they've got, at the very least, Tony. I don't think, that's right. I don't think they- no, not Tony, Frankie. They've got Frankie. I don't think Tony's in the car. No, I don't think Tony is either. Because they do mention he's got a, he's got, um, a tea cozy on his head. Yeah, yeah. And one arm. And one arm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there we go and we just go back to the beginning so this whole thing's been a circular narrative and we finally see who they're sitting with we find out Tony Tommy wanted to keep the dog and he agreed uh, but only if he took him to the vet where they found half an undigested shoe a squeaky ball and an 84 carat diamond so what do I know about diamonds so we go back to the actual live dialogue so what do you think do you know anyone who'd be interested and we get told uh, yeah I think I know someone. And then Avi goes back to England and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that is, see, only you, now you've only, because there's so many people in this film, I didn't realise it was circular. Yeah, because circular. Because I, yeah. I forgot on the start by the by the time we get to yeah. the end because it's so, yeah, it's so circular. busy in the middle. But yeah, no, I didn't realise it was circular. So that was Snatch. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Uh, Liam, uh, yeah, we can... Random word? We can do it. People can play. I don't know if we'll, we'll, we'll ever read out the winner because we got so many of these kind of backed up. But okay, I think people would guess anyway. Caravan. Caravan. <laughs> Fitting. Two episodes we've recorded in a row because that's the name of the song that goes 320 beats per minute. It is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Sometimes you love it when these things sync up. Uh, let's talk about the money, money, money. Did I do the math on this one? I, th- budget, isn't it? I think I did. Let me just verify this. No one else look it up because I think I got it. Uh, so I believe it's a ten million dollar budget. Let I me see. I saw if I'm right on. Well, that. I was you think looking so? for people. Okay, yeah. so I'll let you guess at the end. I do have the money down. Okay, so uh, Liam, ten million dollar budget. What do you think it makes? Uh, it was a big hit, so 145. Okay, Ethan, I want to say 250. George, do you remember what you thought? I saw, I saw something that said 30. Okay, you're you're, you're way low. Oh, okay, well, but, I don't know but they're way there. high. Oh, it was a hit oh. here. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought he might have been potentially the just like domestic See, that's the US. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Because you think how things affect you over here. You yeah, don't think of it as being a non-phenomenon. No, else. it was just kind of it, it was there. I think it was more of a cult hit. I think it was more of a rental. Yeah, yeah I yeah. saw it in the cinema, but I think I was an exception. I tell you, what do you go to see? He'd snatch, and first they'd laugh because of the 
pejorative term. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but secondly, you know, <laughs> what kind of film do you go see? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a gangster film. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no one really heard of it. So yeah, 83.6. I thought being with Brad Pitt in it, I thought that might have I, I bet I saw the 30, the 30 yeah. million dollars I saw, I bet it's probably just like um, North America. It might be. Uh, I'm just taking a look here. Uh, it made 12 million pounds in the UK, 30.3 in the yeah, US and Canada. That's what I saw, yeah. yeah, very good. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys were crazy. Like 15 times its budget. I'm like, what world? <laughs> but uh, but again, Brad Pitt, and I was it was. I remember it coming out. Brad Pitt's basically what gets it made. I mean, he he does this for almost nothing. Oh, like okay. almost nothing. Which you, I think you got to respect him for that. Absolutely. Yeah. I really, really do. I He's. Do you, uh, do you like Brad Pitt though? I think he comes across as a nice guy. Uh, in the aftermath of his, I mean, during his marriage with Joe Lee, I mean, he kind of was tainted for a bit there, wasn't he? Well, yeah. Because he came off as the, as, as the cheater. Yeah. And then just when everybody got used to him and Angelina, then they had their, their breakup seemed to be like it was very messy. Toxic. Yeah. Still and going so, on, yeah, there's still some, because there were all sorts of accusations made about the guy, and I don't yeah, want yeah. to really yeah. engage with those. Um, but it, it's difficult, man. When people are breaking up, it's like, um, all sorts of ammunition can be sort of present. So yeah, and then breaking up in a public forum, in a public yeah. forum where everybody's got opinions and fandoms toxic enough as it is as well. So yeah, was he even was it was it Jason uh, who who's Ted Lasso because he was like married Jason to Olivia. Sudeikis. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia uh, Wilde like that, and obviously the Harry Styles stuff. That is a toxic dump that I don't think anyone should should touch. Okay, I don't know it, so I won't. Oh no! It's the that film. Don't worry, darling. Has oh, okay, there's pain. a lot of yeah. stuff there. Um, so Ethan, don't worry, darling, about that. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about. Uh, there's no real awards. It, it wasn't really on on the Oscar sort of. Uh, see, the editing was brilliant. These sorts of films yeah, don't tend to why. get there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, who would you cast as who? Lots of roles to choose from. Mm. Who's who? Uh, You'd be Bricktop. Oh, would I really? Am yeah. I that old? Jeez. <laughs> Am I really? Jeez, he's well, so yeah, miserable. No, because he's in control of everything up until a point, and you're in control of everything up until a point. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Jeez. As hungry as a pig. Um, now that hmm. you're more like Avi. Oh, Avi would be all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or the Russian. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you'd well, be. Liam's Mickey, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I was going to put him as someone else, but yeah, all right. I think you've, got, you've got that energy. I was going to have you as... <laughs> yeah. like manic, like, but was, this is what I do. Okay, I was going to put you as Bullet Tooth Tony, but yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, Either okay, Mickey like it Mickey. is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ethan, I mean, it is kind of... You're, you're always... Ethan would be... You, um, you, there's always some sort of comic relief-y tinge with Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting so, Tommy. Best yeah. case scenario, Tommy. Worst case scenario is Tyrone. <laughs> Tyrone. <laughs> I, I have Tyrone energy. I you do, you do have Tyrone energy. Yeah. Yeah. You do. I was going to say Tyrone. Because uh, neither of us can drive. Um, but if you're Tyrone, then Georgia is Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, I was just hoping oh, I would be Turkish, but I you're not, you're not Turkish. I don't think I'm Turkish. <laughs> you're not Turkish. You're the dog. Um, I'm the dog. Thanks. <laughs> the, dog. This, the really stupid aggressive dog. Uh, you that, could yeah, be. Gee, thanks. <laughs> Liam could also be Frankie Fourfingers. I like Frankie Fourfingers. Yeah, the kind of guy who just who has who has this vice that he just can't like. Don't even mention casinos around him. <laughs> Yeah, you're the kind of guy who'd like, get like injured. Of all three. You'd get like injured in your own van and left there for hours. Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, Thanks. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> make me stinking. 
Brick top. <laughs> you, said no, the, you said it on the first part. Who did you say it was? Oh, Avi. 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 Oh, it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, as long as I'm not Doug the Head. Yeah, you're more him. Who's the Who's the guy, the the bullet dodger? I want to be that one. He's the Russian. Boris the bullet dodger. Boris the bullet dodger. Yeah, and there's, there's bullet tooth Tony and Boris the bullet dodger. Funny. Both are almost impossible to kill. Oh, okay, the one who like keeps having to be shot in the corridor. Yeah, the right. Oh, that's that's that's. that's <laughs> I just like that the one scene. who actually you emerge in with like like a bag on your head <laughs> and like bam. yeah, you would be Boris. Actually, I'll give you that. You can be Boris. I can yeah. see I can see George in a ray just holding like some kind of collision. That would be quite like, funny because yeah. George just walks and just comes out with this gun that's bigger than she is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll do that yeah. one. I'll be brick top. Actually, you can have some fun with that. He has some great language. I'd have some fun with some line delivery. And yeah, I, yeah, I did yeah. say I really enjoy playing a proper villain. Yeah. And there's not much. I mean, he's very English. Oh, yeah. I'd have to work on some stuff. Uh, yeah. Definitely work on some Yeah, I'd have to work on some stuff. <laughs> I'd have to get my lines. Actually, I, we, we, we can we, make him Canadian. We, we do know this musical director who's a friend of all of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, who all does stuff in, in, a, in, in a number of uh, things. She's, she's quite powerful in the, yeah. uh, in, in the realms of uh, Amdram sometimes. And uh, she helped me out by doing some stuff for me phonetically and being like, here's how you want to say this. It was a big help the second time. Helping put like the mouth shapes in your mouth. Second time, second time I did spam. My English accent was much better than the first time I did. Yeah. First time was great. It was all Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) My exploiting the workers. Exploiting the workers. But the second time it was all I learned that everything's in the front of the face, especially if you want to do posh. Posh is uh, in any great adventure. Oh, hello. If you don't. Oh, Arthur, darling. Closely to this news, you won't succeed on Broadway if you don't have any. Who would you cast as who? Did <laughs> um, this film with a villain problem? Which villain? I mean, Bricktop's not a villain problem. Man, Bricktop's the big bad. Yeah, there's yeah. so many villains. What a villain. Like, what a proper villain. And he's only a little it's, sniveling little guy. I mean, he? it's a bunch of underhanded people, but he's the villain. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's just a guy who's just got perceived power. Thing is, though, right? They wanted Sean Connery. He wouldn't have been able to do a... No, this is the best version. This is the best version of it. He'd have been Scottish. No, I got no complaints that this guy ends up as the villain. None whatsoever. I mean... What should this film have been called? Um, Diamonds aren't forever. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Pig lunch. Pig lunch. I was trying to give a better version of that, but that's what's... Hungry as a pig. Greedy as a pig. Greed. Reverse. Parallel parking. <laughs> um yeah replica i was about to say replica caravan oh replica periwinkle blue periwinkle blue <laughs> caravan um whose story is it it's turkish isn't it turkish yeah, yeah. could we follow him turkish and tommy yeah 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 uh what is the story here ah, it's just a bunch of oh i just love because it's really overwhelming how many characters there are. So many. But I love movies where in and plays. That's why I said it's like Shakespeare. I really am. Uh, it's, it's Shakespearean. Like Twelfth Night. You think how many characters were in Twelfth Night, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens in Act Five? All these individual storylines we've been keeping all track of. We up. smash them together. <laughs> yeah. You get all your toys. It's it's like the last bit of Endgame. You get all your toys. And you smash them together in the sandbox at the end, right? Yeah. 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 Like that's what Snatch is. You like I can't keep track of wait who's what, and they all intersect in this last moment. You're like this is brilliant. It is. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. So um, I think is that. Uh, let's go. Uh, Jordan, oh, a musical inspiration. What song should have been here that wasn't here? 
who let the dog out keep on running <laughs> keep on running keep on hiding um, the the rocky theme for when um mickey's having a fight at the end okay <laughs> uh if you're gonna do oasis let's go all in and let's give both uh boris the bullet dodger and um bullet tooth tony uh, let's give him live forever <laughs> <laughs> don't look back in anger <laughs> there we go <laughs> It, uh, for for Rosebud, I yeah. said we used it before. It cuts like a knife. It's like a knife. Uh, I think that's probably it for me. Um, Unless I get them straight away, I've got nothing for this this, this yeah, round. Same. There's a bullet in your gun. <laughs> There's a fire in your heart. Uh, Avi, we could have. He'll be my American boy. <laughs> American boy. <laughs> <laughs> what about a New Yorkian in an English world? Or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you could do some stuff with like Breakfast in America with the way jumping backwards and forwards. Consider yourself. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, this is Rihanna. This is, oh, shine bright like a diamond. Uh, so Ruby, Ruby. Oh, it's not Ruby. It's a diamond. <laughs> I hate that song. He lives in a house in a very big house in the country. I was trying to jump on the camp yard. Well, all my hedges went spoiler country then. That's all spoiler, I hear. It's now. right. It's what we do. I think we've, yeah, we've reappropriated that. We have. That's yeah. it. Um, roll of women, Georgia. <laughs> um, the mother was quite strong. Oh, she's just she steaks. She does nothing. She's just steaks. Yeah, she yeah. just gets killed. What, what do they call it, Ethan? Fridging? Fr- yeah, fridging. Yeah. So do you know what fridging is, Lim? Nope. Not f- yeah, so Ethan, do you want to explain it? Uh, yeah, I can't. I'll have to find the exact film, but basically there's like a, a trope that in films, women mainly exist... Um, to die and in this one particular film which i'm gonna f- try and find now yeah they can't um yeah so if if, if yeah. women if women die in a film if they die in a film it's not for their own purposes it's to inspire a man to take action oh okay um, oh it's so it's from it's from a comic book uh it's from a green lantern comic book where green lantern's love interest gets shoved in a fridge and i guess they just continued using that as the trope name so she doesn't die because of anything she's done she dies because he wants to tick off mickey and her death inspires mickey to take out all brick tops guys oh okay so this one's pretty guilty of fridging and that's known as fridging okay yeah and the only other women in it are the two daughters that oh, help run the shop and the cool woman and at the, woman the, at the oh, the cool woman at the bank shop she, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was strong i mean it's, I mean, it's, it's like good, it's a bit of a boy's sort of world yeah, there's nothing wrong with yeah. it yeah i got I, I have no issue i would love to see a i'd love to see one of them just be be a woman yeah okay that's fine like well i think it, i think it's fun to see i think women we, play those gangster roles that you don't expect them to and be keep in mind this is the same guy who's the gentleman so we see the bit where his his missus matthew mcconaughey's mm, missus yeah, runs the garage she, and right she's really cool and that's so. cool that's kind of like the progression of that mm. yeah definitely and it doesn't feel like it's cliche it doesn't feel like it's tokenism it feels no, believable that is really cool yeah mm. But it's also not like we're not doing like Oceans Eight. We're doing Snatch, where a you couldn't do a, you couldn't do a female version of Snatch where they're all women because of the pejorative version of that word that'd in the cool. United you States. Call it dick. That'd, that'd be cool. You want- <laughs> Why did you just call it dick? Snatch handbag. Cocked up. <laughs> so, but you, I, I wouldn't want that where it's just like we're all bad. Every because then, then it's just cliche. It's yeah. Then yeah, it's it a gimmick. Yeah. And it wasn't a gimmick in the gentleman. No, no, no. And you I can call it the gentleman and she can still be in it. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I just loved to, it would if this was made now, you'd just hope that at least one of the genuine like gangstery people, like not 
not Boris, but like one of his like underlings or one of the other yep. guys. It was just a woman, not because of, but just because there are females that do this. Sort I'll of give him well. props like, for the woman who runs the. Uh, she's very cool because she's mm. she's she she's, doesn't take no shit from she's, no one. To use a term from over here, she's well large. She is. She, she is, is well large. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Um, best character. It's going to be really hard, but uh, Mickey. I was thinking best group almost. Can we? Can we do? I, okay, is everybody thinking Mickey? Because I think yeah, you, I think Mickey. you have to go Mickey because Mickey he's the enigma. He's the biggest Brilliant. character as well. Ethan, is, is Mickey your number one? Yeah. No, I was. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, because the problem is it's the it's the group of, of on, Soul Tyrone. Ethan's going to do something a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, I like to be. Di- oh, okay. I love the three. Some of the three of that. Yeah, they're the great. They they every time they're on screen, I light up. I because love them. They're lovable losers who have to get everything wrong, yeah. and yet you still believe every time they go in. Yeah, they yeah, they're, they're probably right. not this right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I do a, a number two, because I'm because I'm, Ethan's going to pick a group, I'll I'll do an honorable mention. Mm. Okay, good. Uh, I'm probably going to go with. I'm probably didn't go. Oh, there's so many good ones. I'm gonna go with Dennis Farina, though, as Avi. See, oh, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of narrative that he progresses forward through his desire for the I like stone. The Russian, the Russian. Hey, Boris is great. Boris is Boris great. Is great. I'd re- I really like Turkish. I like his narration. Yeah, throughout. Tur- yeah. As, great as a straight man, he's yeah, great. He's yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh, shoot. no. If I'm going, if I'm going. Can we pick a third? <laughs> if I'm going Avi, actually, you know who's better than Avi? It's Bricktop. Bricktop's a great villain. He is a good villain. Bricktop's a great villain. Yeah. And he's got to be a villain that you're totally okay with him, like, dying. Yeah. And all of his men die. Yeah. There's not one redeemable factor, but any. The only cool thing about Bricktop is that he likes Turkish. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a delight, yeah. really, isn't it? The fact, but how British is <laughs> how, nice. how British is it, though, that when he goes to intimidate him, he still, like, put the kettle on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, literally. And before they go to the pub, yeah. yeah. And then when he's about to go ahead and like like chop up the guys, he makes Errol or whatever his name is go get him like a cup of tea from like a local cafe yeah. and it's takeaway cup because you have to have that before you can do your big bad guy speech. There are like jokes about how like with at the end of the world, the British will either make a cup of tea or go to the pub or both, and that is well, it's I, very accurate. When I shared with my housemate some really bad personal news on a couple of occasions. He was like, "Oh, I'll put the kettle on." Yes, yeah. And he was, like, yeah. and this wasn't like, like this was a guy who was like twenty two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do. Like it's just it's just part of the culture here. It's in our DNA. Yeah. So mm. the whole world doesn't stop for tea at four o'clock. That part is a fallacy, yeah, yeah, Americans. Yeah, 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 but true. no, any sort of troubling news, put the kettle on. Kettle goes on. Yeah, yeah, you feel like shit. You've had a bad day at work, and yeah. it just makes you feel. It just makes it just makes everything better. Kind of like a patina. Mm. Yeah, I do. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So there we go. So I guess I'll, I went for like 19. I pulled a Liam this week. I'm like, I have so many characters. So many. <laughs> but yeah, no, if like, if you like look at someone at work, even like uh, at yeah. school and they look like they've like been through it and like they're about to cry, like someone will go, I'll get you tea. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just how it works. Uh, best moment, best element. Oh, it's got to be the cinematography and editing, isn't it? Like it's brilliant. This film isn't half of what it is without it. Yeah. Agreed. Is that what you're just going to agree with that? I'll put uh, camera work, fast, slow, spin around, different characters in the same scene. I thought that was quite cool. You know how um, in film normally they'll say cut to you talking and yeah. then they'll cut to me talking? Yeah. I quite liked how they had goes, you talking, they spin it around and then... Yeah. That, that was clever. Really adventurous for what probably was a pretty quick shoot, you'd have to think. Yeah, and I, yeah. Think, I think they were quite innovative ideas for such a low-budget movie. When you start getting money thrown at things, that's when it starts falling apart. Yep. Creativeness comes from desperation. So 
you know, when you've got every necessity resource. is the means of invention. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, no, I, think sure. that's I think it's better. Uh, Ethan. Uh, it's that three POV car car crash. It's uh, so yeah. clever, and it because it bring the way it brings everything together and start like kickstarts Act Three. It's it yeah. perfect. If you're even getting slightly bored, everything just gets amped up to eleven. Though it's difficult to get bored in this film, but um, mine's gonna be. I'm kind of borrowing a little bit on Liam and Georgia, but not so much. it's Act Three. It's just Act Three in its entirety. From yeah. the moment they go out there and we get fucking in the in the bushes by Oasis, I'm, je- no, I'm I've got I've got a, a natural affinity towards that band. Maybe not that song, but it's it's a perfect song for this. Good. All the way to the end where everything gets revealed. It's the third, the, everything's building towards the third act, but they nail it in every moment. Yep, every moment, every beat, every every beat, beat is perfect yeah. up until. Uh, not Dakota. So I'm not really that interested in. I'm not including like anything post. No, uh, no, no. After you find out that he wins, and he gets in the car, and and, and goes, Mickey drives away. That, that'd have been a good ending for me. That's the end of it. Yeah, and you could have cut from there almost he, to the. I guess you have to get him. They have to find the dog. Well, yeah. To bring yeah, it around. Well, because like Turkish. Well, Turkish needs need, need just because he started at a certain level and through no fault of his own and things falling apart, he deserves the lift. Yeah. At the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, but that that. The boxing fight through to the misdirect and what actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bricktop getting his just, demise. Yeah, just everything that ended, ending with Bricktop's death. Fantastic. Brilliant. A great 15 minutes of cinema. Yep. Uh, a grumble, Georgia. A grumble. Um, I, I guess it's because it's so busy. I didn't, I didn't even realize it was a circular narrative. Okay. And I really like circular narratives. Yep. Like, and I, but I didn't even pick up on it. I mean, partly that'll be my my watching of it, but like equally, it didn't it didn't come back. They, it's just so busy. I think they balance it just about okay, yeah. but like it still leaves, especially for someone who doesn't recognise faces instantly. It left me kind of going, "Whoa, who am I watching for a second? And actually, he does kind of say, "So here I am." <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't. Pick All right, up fair it. So yeah. How did you watch it? Laptop or phone? TV. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Because yeah. previous times when you, we were doing the, the, the distance thing, you were doing phone watching. Yeah, no, no. I was Face blindness watching. makes sense when you're on like a like yeah, like like a phone. Voice, yeah. No, yeah. I was watching and not as not as big as the Studio of Awesomeness TV, but like it's at least <laughs> even the like, local cinema's not got a screen that they, big. They, it's at least they, like, they've <laughs> asked to rent it out. They really have. I'm like, <laughs> I don't really have the like seating capacity. Fifty-five inch TV, like not small TV. No, I no, was, fair I enough. was watching it properly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Liam. Um, well, I really loved Brad Pitt in this movie, but even some bits I struggled with his accent. And I thought... But you're was, supposed to. Yeah, I know. But I thought there was key moments where he was giving things away. I, like well, the boxing bit at the end. Like, keep, keep, Just keep in mind, we are aligned with who? We're not aligned with Brad Pitt. Who are we aligned with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turkish. Turkish. So if you cut back to Turkish and he doesn't know what's going on, you're not supposed to know what's going yeah, on. I know. So if you're like, I want to know the Easter egg, that's that's something, but it's not the, that's not the journey the filmmaker's I, I taking you on. I that bit three or four times trying to understand what he was saying. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, I didn't always get what he was saying because he would go, well, <laughs> but yeah, and because like, they go, what? And, so and everyone else in unison goes, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure <laughs> some of the subtitles even just have incoherent. Yeah, incoherent mumbling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm sure there's a bit there. He says something because he said, you know, to go down in the fourth. I watched Shaun of a Dead with some students today where, where, where they do give it all away if you're paying attention. 
Oh, yes. During yes, it. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying. It's kind of fun. You go, hey, it actually does exactly what it, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. But that's your thing. It was just, <laughs> just, just a little mm, bit of frustration on that, huh? A bit of frustration on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's an accent that I know and hear and understand 70% of it. Okay. But I felt like they were trying to give something away and I couldn't understand what they were trying to say with certain bits. So that's a bit frustrating, but. Right. Uh, um, I don't have like a grumble grumble, but it's more just, it's so fast paced. I want a, like some room to breathe just for a second. I like the fast pacedness. It was, See, I, I, I do is it was I hard to well. take notes. Yeah, I yeah. That, yeah, I can imagine. That's the thing. If if you like, I you get a drink. It's so. Whereas Whiplash, like there was all these all these like nice long jazz sections <laughs> where yeah. you just go, oh my god, they up. play some music. We're cutting away. Oh, we're back at the camp. Oh, we're back at the sub. We're doing this and this character, and then all the world started colliding. So like trying to read out the names so in the three cars, I was like, yeah. Oh. If you sneeze, you miss about three yeah. pages worth well, of important information. Probably not wrong. And I, I do, I do like, I do like how quick it is at points. I just, I need some room to breathe for a second. Uh, yep. Um, I was tempted to say the first act is really long, and there's a lot of characters, but you need a lot to pay off. So I'm you, not going to call it that. To, yeah, you need that foundation. So there. a small micro one to the fifth round, fourth round. Yeah. Thing. But my big one is I don't get how Brick Top's operation works. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, that is the, the money thing. doesn't make sense when you bring in someone the size of Brad Pitt. Yeah. The the, the the far more interesting, now you can't do the story, but the far more interesting thing is Brad Pitt should be the one taking the win and the big guy should be taking the fall. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. you can't have the story you want to tell. But yeah. the, the, the money doesn't make sense in Bricktop's operation. someone else to be the also, bookie and he's just operating like, on the side. Bricktop's yeah. also like not subtle at all about saying he's going <laughs> down. Like if you're around, like everyone's hearing this. Yeah. He's like, you have my word. He's going. Like, everybody knows, yeah. and, and and when it doesn't pay off, like everyone's like, I thought you said he was going down. Like, there's nothing secret at all about this. No, no. yeah. So that's my uh, that's my issue. Is how does Bricktop's uh, operation work? Yep. Um, and when yep. things go awry like that, how do everyone get paid who did back the right horse? I mean, you have to have enough money to to clear that. So he said, I'll make it. Well, here's the reason why, because these guys have paid so much money thinking they were betting on a sure thing. You could probably cover the bets. Oh, okay. The only people I think were betting on Mickey was Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty taking the Mickey. Which is, again, why the, I don't know how the finances make sense in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best role ever. Is this Brad Pitt's best role ever? At some point, we'll, do a, we'll, we'll have to do a roundtable. Mm, yeah. But I'm really struggling to go, what's the short list? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Glorious Bastards. Oh, yeah. I do like him in Glorious Bastards. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, Legends of the Fall isn't a great movie, but he's very good in it. I haven't seen Moneyball in a long enough time. Like, Joe Black, he's, re- he's, he's really good in it. Yeah. Burn after reading, he's really good in. Oh, but it's such a small part. I mean, not this I isn't, know. but the, like this is the this is the like the show stealing part in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's very physical. It's it's probably the best example of him doing a character piece. Yeah, but he's good in Seven mm-hmm. as well, though. Oh, Seven is really uh, good. Yeah. He's a bit of a straight man in seven, but he's, yeah, he's but a like good straight man in seven. Man. Yeah. yeah. It's quite a filmography, if you think about it. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done all right for himself. Done really well. Uh, definitely not Mr. and Mrs. Smith, then, I'm guessing. <laughs> no. I mean, it's a fun I little popcorn. Enjoy, it's a fun popcorn movie. movie. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's a great day out of the movies movie, but, but yeah, like, I don't um, think it's uh, that. Oh, Interview with Vampire. Interview with Vampire is very good. Great movie. Yeah, I'm looking for a fucking point. 
just an overall list here. Uh, a filmography. Here we go. What do I have here? That could. I don't need like stuff from like 1990. I never saw like Ad Astra. I hear that's very good. Bullet Train. I hear is very good. Uh, oh, that's yeah. the last 20 minutes. I haven't seen that. <laughs> he's good in the Big Short. Uh, there's not enough of him in it, but he's good in the Big Short. Um. Oh, Inglorious Bastards. We mentioned that already. Uh, Burn after reading. I never saw the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, but he was wasn't he Oscar nominated for that? Do you know right? I Again, think yeah. It's a good part he played in that, and I I was, I was all over that film. I thought it was a, a great movie. I yeah. thought at the time, rewatching it, it's very slow, very slow. Not much payoff. Ocean's Eleven. Love Ocean's Eleven. Ah, he's but great again, in Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven is one of those... Um, but it's more Clooney's movie, isn't it? It's, ex- it's, it's Expendables, but with Gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, but Clooney's really good, isn't it? You know, yeah, Clooney's good. And he's good in Thelma and Louise, which no one mentioned, but it was kind of his breakout, wasn't it? Yeah, but he weren't really much... Of a he was in for like 15, 20 minutes, yeah, and then he was gone. He played JD. Yeah, very good. Um, well, the thing was... <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, I, actually, yeah, it makes sense. It's a um, movie. Uh, George Clooney went for that part, that role. Oh, did he? And they used to go for the same roles at the same time. And so they knew each other way before they became famous. And George Clooney said, if I'd have got that part of JD, my career would have took off so much quicker. Because he was much later coming in. I think Clooney's done all right for himself. Yeah, he has now. But it took ER, didn't it? Yeah. So it took... When did he break into movies? I mean, he had a recurring role on Roseanne. Uh, When does he break out? No, breakout movie stuff. When does he not, leave? Not, not TV stuff. No, no. When does he leave ER? Probably about nine. I want to say one fine day is like 96. Somewhere in there, there is. So it? when does he break out properly? Because that was not a commercial success. This oh. was not, you know, a positive. No, I'm thinking probably between Ocean's 11's 2001. I'm trying to think of what was before so that. From there on in. I mean, he's pretty. Oh, from, from oh, Ocean's oh, 11 onward, he's oh, been fine. Oh, oh, um, oh. Uh, I know, no. Uh, the vampire, uh, Rodriguez, uh, Dawn. Um, Dawn of the Dead? No. <laughs> this is Clooney you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, I'm not counting that because it, it, he, he doesn't. he's still with ER, I think, at that point, and it doesn't do anything for him. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's a movie he made, but it's not a movie that makes him into a movie star. Because I had considered that. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt broke out quicker. Uh, with his career. Uh, anybody else best role ever? Um, I'd say the lady in the, the betting shop. <laughs> That's <laughs> her gonna, only I'm, role ever. Yeah. I'm going to throw on Jason Statham. Um, he's, had big, he's had bigger parts. But not I where he's he, done like... I think he's done everything on the back of this film because Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, he was part of a big foursome, but he wasn't the main guy in that foursome. He's this definitely is, one of the this main is, This is Turkish's movie. yeah, yeah. yeah. Turkish and Mickey, but this is Turkish's story. Probably. I think this is his best role. Because everything else has just been just do what you did in Snatch. Mm. Yeah, I'm literally looking through his filmography now. There's nothing where I could say. He doesn't really do anything dramatic, though, does he? No, like, I mean, I'd be fair. I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of his stuff, but. See, I've seen a lot of his, like, you know, gung ho. I saw something you made me watch. It was dreadful. Um, <laughs> no, it's no, definitely I, not the Meg. The Meg was in his best performance. Stuff, I, I love that shit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> was he in that one with J-Lo? Uh, what? I forget what it was. Um, that rings a bell. Yep, and it was terrible. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Age game, age game. Let's all... I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? 
accidentally hit that button and the intro to Whiplash at the same time, but the Whiplash has quite crowd noise for the first ten seconds, so and no one, no one, no one really noticed. There we go. I said, "Oh, I said both of those shouldn't be lit up." Uh, but <laughs> Ethan, would have been great. Ethan, why, why don't you light us up with some age game yeah. stuff? It would have been great if like age game finishes and you hear, "Listen up, cocksuckers." That would have been a great <laughs> way to start it. Uh, but first, we have Brad Pitt. Oh, see in this? No, I don't think so. Thirty. What's this? Two thousand and Brad Pitt. Two thousand. Yeah. Thirty-four. Uh, Thirty-two. Around about thirty-seven. Oh wow! Oh, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, uh, <laughs> I was just going to say really quickly. Uh, <laughs> I think this is Vinnie Jones's best movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just sort of swerve. He's, he's, he's yeah, been he's yeah, been yeah. enough stuff. I feel we 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 can claim a winner here. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna call that. Just just thought I'd say that because I think also Again, a lot of his stuff is was sort of <laughs> EV as well. No, I mean exactly. So this like this this plays to his wheelhouse. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As opposed was to Vinnie Jones, who was in Black Widow, was that someone else in Black Widow? You said there was some actor, some British actor who did a terrible Russian accent. Oh, did I? Did I say that? Yeah. All right. I don't know. Um. You sure I wasn't talking about the hitman's bodyguard and gleaming <laughs> Gary Oldman in that? That was dreadful. Uh, but Vinnie Jones, the worst thing is when he's he's in, um, oh, what is it? Um, 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 oh, it's it's like, a, everyone says, oh, it's like Twelfth Night. What is that called? It's got Amanda Bynes in it. Oh, she's the man. She's the man. We don't discriminate in Illyria based on gender. <laughs> I was thinking of Ray Winston. I'd like to apologize to uh, Vinnie oh, Jones. Oh, Ray Winston? Oh, oh that's not, oh, I thought. You say Black Widow or Black Swan? I have Black Swan Black in my Widow. head. Oh, sorry, I have Black Swan oh, yeah, in my head. Yeah, I still haven't yeah. seen Ray it yet. Winston it's is because he's, he's not Russian at all. He's just Ray Winston with like, <laughs> with like a Soviet tattoo somewhere. Every time you tell me about this film, I get more scared. To yeah, watch it's terrible. It. One of these days, I'll do an Ian is always writing and and fix that because nice. it's dreadful. Uh, next, we have Jason Statham. It's oh, Turkish, yeah. Turkish, Turkish. Yeah. So he went bald so young; it's hard to pick it out. Thirty-four. 40. 32. Uh, right between Ian and Georgia, 33. Yeah. Oh. He's had a long career. Uh, like, yeah, mm. yeah. Do we round up? Do I win? No, he's high. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Price is Right uh, rules, I win. So there we go. <laughs> uh, Stephen Graham. Oh. Tommy. Yeah. 28. Yeah, you're close there. Yeah. I'm going to say 28 as well. Oh, I'm going to go 27. Ian is right. Oh, oh, well done. He is very close. I've gone through an age game renaissance. I used to be really bad at this. Yeah. I'm not bad at it. I'm always just like that little Second bit best. too far off. Yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always the bridesmaid. I'm very... I wish I was. Um, I. <laughs> you, you either win or you're nowhere near it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I'm so glad that I'm officiating this now and not having to like yeah. guess because I'm terrible. Uh, next we have Vinnie Jones. Oh, bullet tooth, Tony. Which one's that, please? He's the one who shoots your Russian guy at the end. I'm gonna. Have to he's the guy drinking the Guinness in the pub. Desert Eagle. Uh, he's, de- okay. he's, he's Mr. Yeah. Desert Eagle, but not the guy who walks up to the car. Forty-six. Thirty-seven. Ooh, thirty-five. Yay. Oh, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I, how I thought his playing career would have been longer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget. Well. I forget how young footballers usually retire as well. Oh, you mean you're, you're, you're the massive football fan on the crew pod, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the number of greats that Ethan has seen play and then go, oh, he's already retiring. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
been a busy, yeah. it's been a busy six months. <laughs> Benicio del Toro. Uh, this is hard because man, yeah, del Toro. yeah, I did. Um, he's the one who gets shot with the bag on his head. Yeah, yeah. Frankie Four uh, Fingers. Thirty-four. Thirty-six. Thirty-eight. Liam is the closest. Thirty-three. Oh, wow. okay. He looked older than that. He does. Uh, and then we have Dennis Farina. Avi. The guy keeps going back and forth to America. Avi. 52. 56. You're close. I always am. <laughs> Which way do I want to go on that? 55. You said Georgia was close. Actually, Liam was the closest. It was 51. Really? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that surprises me. And finally, just because I didn't, I don't want to include like each gang, uh, Lenny James of Soul. So Soul is the guy. Yeah, I, I, that's what I do know who he is. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. 32. Is he the... He's the guy with the, with the facial hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who says no one's going to mug two black guys in a car <laughs> holding pistols. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is not wrong. Um, mm. 34. Oh, the facial hair makes it so hard. It does. What did you say, Georgia? 32. I want to say younger, though. I'm going to go younger. 31. Liam wins 35. Woo! Oh, I almost won. <laughs> it's really hard to pick a winner this oh, week, actually. I, I, come, I come from the I back. think you guys are all the robot. I, I the think same. we're all about the same, so we'll call it. Yeah. It's an ensemble cast. We'll make it this an ensemble win. Nice. <laughs> That's the same, though. I come on strong at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there we are. So, um, uh, critics. Critics, the good, the bad, and hopefully the Ebes. Yeah, definitely yeah, should be Ebes. Yeah. When Eves. did Ebes pass away? 2014, 2015? Oh, yeah, okay, the last yeah. ones you kind of get are like 2013. Yeah. Uh, we, first up, we've got Philip Wunsch from Dallas Morning News who says, whilst watching Snatch, you'll sometimes wish the dialogue had subtitles and the movie came equipped with a plot synopsis, but you're bound to leave the theatre with a smile. Uh, and then we've got Jonathan Foreman from the New York Post who says once again writer-director Richie demonstrates a deeply pleasurable combination of verbal flair and visual wit while conveying the genuine intimidating hardness of the English working class and its love of language and then finally we have got Roger Ebert who says yeah thanks for that I was daydreaming somewhere you, else you were yeah you I was look, I was, all I was looking up um, I was looking up the um, Twitter stuff go ahead uh, he, Roger Ebert says, the movie is not boring, but it doesn't build and it doesn't arrive anywhere. Wow. Not a fan. Hmm. Two out of four. Wow. Two out of four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. He's probably trying to figure out what... Uh, you probably couldn't understand what they were saying. Brad Pitt said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there we go. So the question now becomes, um, what did... Uh, I put a, a fleece out as I'm known to do. And uh, is this a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? 55% called a great film. 25% called a good film. So only 5% called this a poor film. Um, we're going to hold back on the... I've got three. Uh, it's probably better to do them all at once, though, isn't it? Yeah. And we can add the other ones. I'll tell you what, we, you can read the three you have out. We can react to them and we'll add the other ones in. As I say, when are we going to do the other ones? Is the well, we'll do it closer to the release date. I mean, it doesn't have to be all four of us here. We, we can we can just read before we run out for rehearsal or something like that. Cool, okay. Uh, or something along those lines. It'll take all five minutes and I'll splice it in. But we can do the ones we have here. So let's, let's listen to our friends of the podcast who have them in so far. What do we have? First up, we've got Nate who says... The great! Snatch is such a fun Fargo type movie to me. Unique characters, fun setting and such a well thought out plot that it works really well. Brad Pitt is as charismatic as ever and always makes me laugh. 
Good. Mm. It's nice. There we go. Uh, then we've got Chris Peterson. He says, not had a chance to get this rewatched, but it's a film that I've seen many, many times. This will only be a very quick and short review as I want to get my ranking in on it. This is a very quick paced action packed film with many comedic moments. The soundtrack is amazing as well as the cinematography. The acting is outstanding, especially from Brad Pitt and his portrayal of an Irish gypsy. Mm-hmm. Good job. I always watch my movies with subtitles as it's rather hard to understand his accent. Snatches sharply chaotic gangster heist flick that is overflowing with slick British dark humor and Guy Ritchie's highly energetic style do you like dags <laughs> that is a beautiful sentence in here i do Snatches like a sharply chaotic gangster heist Sh- flick overflowing chaotic. with slick british dark humor i like that sentence it's a good sentence oh it means dogs dags. do you like dogs like yeah i like dags dags, dags. Do you like dags all right and uh, finally up at the moment we have got cheesy with, With a fish, fish on, on a bike. bike. It ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't usually leave a review if I haven't recently watched rewatched the film in question. However, I can't tell you how many times I've watched this one. It's got all of the traits of a great Guy Ritchie film. The quirky characters, local lingo, banging soundtrack and intertwining stories all served with a healthy dose of comedy. I think every character is played brilliantly, but my favourite is Alan Ford as Bricktop, especially when he's explaining how to get rid of a body. I love Brad Pitt as Mickey too, and having delivered to a traveller site a few times i can confirm this is how they talk i said before that the gentleman was one of my favorite richie films but this has to be number one <laughs> well said well said and another wonderful said t- tidbit side bit whatever it is i'm tired uh of addison october is we've recorded most of the fifth chair challenge yep from our patreon backers yeah but we did say we would give them until the sunday before we release each episode and that's what today is so we've got one more we have to add yes who's this one from it's from hermes hey hermes a 10 hut what's the scuttlebutt a 10 hut what's the scuttlebutt (laughs) he says i'm really uh, quite proud of that what does he say george why do you keep stopping we're gonna fall out There's no Ethan for me to pick on in this segment, so he's going he's to need someone to... It's not going to be me, so he's going to need someone to back, and that'll Hermes, be you. turn on him. Turn on Ian. Please, please. Oh, he, he has. It's okay. More. Okay. He says, ah, Snatch, where do I begin? As I am short on time for this one, I also keep it short for Georgia. I, as one of my previous picks might suggest, I do love me some Guy Ritchie. This was the film that caught my attention for his work and what I commonly use to introduce someone new to the idea of the UK gangster style. All that said, I feel Ritchie has grown a lot as a director and storyteller since this one. At the time, it makes perfect sense as, to, as this why as to why this grabbed my attention of myself and others like me. Um but rewatching it now seems like so much of my enjoyment of the film seems to rest in my memory of the first watch. Is it still a good film? Undoubtedly, but is it is is it still a great or even best of Richie's works? Well, let's hear what the rest of the crew of the Patreons have to say. Short, sweet, eh, Georgia? Sarcastic, trolling chuckles. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank Hermes. you, Hermes. I'm sure later we've said that might come to a total. We'll add yours to it. So let's just say what Hermes gave it right now. We'll add that to whatever we're going to say later. Hermes gave it a seven. Seven out of ten. Thanks a lot, Hermes. You're low on that one, in my opinion. But uh, do you remember what the other Guy Ritchie film we've done, Georgia, is? Gentleman. Yes, it is the gentleman, which Hermes joined us for. He did. There you go. She, she's got such a proud smile on her face, folks. Did she remember <laughs> this? All right. So with that, um, we'd uh, better get out of here before someone goes ahead and nicks us a trailer. Yeah. Periwinkle blue. Periwinkle blue. <laughs> 
Uh, going back to see if anybody got some stuff. I've got a couple on the fledgling fandom up on the Twitter where we've got a scriptical pod says someone needs to do the whole episode in a I'm going to change a voice, uh, a word in a traveler voice like Brad Pitts. I nominated you, Liam. All right. So you want me to do that? Okay. <laughs> what we do is we start with the thing called Snatch. And we start at the beginning with Turkish. It's not bad. It's okay. not good. <laughs> <laughs> the opening credits. The guy Richie has a thing. <laughs> That's worked out way better than I thought it was oh. going to. <laughs> you thought you were like throwing him under the bus there. Oh, I just well. thought we'd go. I thought we'd just go, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Don't think I'd get that. And then oh. one from, uh, we haven't heard from in a long time, Griff from the Paul and Griff show. Oh, hey, hey, Griff. Griff. Says highly quotable, one of Pitt's greatest films. Love it. It took a pay cut to be in this very, very rewatchable. Yeah, I agree with that. It's great. Uh, I think it's just as much fun when you know what's going to happen in the end as when and that can be hard sometimes. Yeah. If you got a twist ending like this kind of has, you go, is it still good the second time when you know what's about to happen? Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Totally is. So. Because you smile with glee when you know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, especially with your like, screwed up face. You're like, ha. <laughs> it's not like the prestige where i gotta watch someone and their reaction to it no because you can still watch that you can still watch that film on your own too but it's way more fun if you watch with someone who's a first time mm-hmm. but snatch is just good fun just good fun um so that takes us then to uh if you like this film or episode you'll like what we said about already the gentleman, gentleman yeah gentlemen uh go check that one out uh lock stock and two smoking barrels we haven't yeah. done a re- review on it but it's, no. it's a great a, gr- a great film so go check um that out as well as anybody had a british get oh Ma- matthew vaughn so you might dig kingsman yeah Love Kingsman. I think not the second. Uh, it's not like, the second one. But it's like it's like no. a different spectrum of different uh, spectrum of the same universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Kingsman. Who? Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. Matthew Vaughn's done all of them. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so but no, I, I didn't. That one was fun. I, I really don't care for the second one, and didn't watch the third one. So, um, third one was very one. different. Yeah, but no, it's. Uh, I think Liam's right. It's sort of an idea, but it's much more comedic. Yeah. Type thing, whereas this is a bit more gritty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He did X Men. He like he likes to do good ensemble films. I say good, but Golden Circle. I think is most people shit. like to do good films, Ethan. <laughs> well, you know, I like you know what I mean. Like good ensemble oh, I, films. I wish I did. I wish I did good <laughs> films. You know, I don't do good ensemble film. I don't I, know the some of the shit ensemble. It films. is time for our ratings. Our ratings. Uh, Georgia, do you want to go first on this one? Ah, uh, yeah, happy to. I. Like I said, I didn't realise I'd watched this. And for whatever reason, I always thought Snatch was a horror film. Like, when everyone talks about it. Like, I think but just because of the name of it, it makes it makes me think of, like, someone being, like, taken. Like, okay. taken, but, like, not taken. Oh, it's, like t- it's like the British version of Taken. Yeah. <laughs> Snatch. Liam, you probably still have Liam Neeson in it. He's Irish in both. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of who the other option would be. Who's someone like this? Who's quintessentially English who could do that speech, but, like, in a much more polite way? You could do Hugh Grant kind of bumbling through it. What I have uh, is um, particular set of skills. <laughs> Important to have said, I think. Um, <laughs> the end of a day, I'm just a boy on the end of a phone threatening another boy. <laughs> saying to get back his girl or he will um, kill him. 
<laughs> this Christmas. You say that. There's a, there's a giant card because when someone kidnaps your daughter, it's time to tell the truth. <laughs> Second card says, this is not a parody of About Time. <laughs> See, you say that, but he could thing. do his little skeezy voice that he does in the gentleman. Oh, he totally could, but I, I, yeah. want, I want like forward into the funeral he had doing this. <laughs> he was great in the gentleman. That's the best thing he's ever done. Uh, what, the gentleman? Yeah. Paddington oh, 2. I don't know. I don't, what, the greatest movie that ever was? Yeah, I, I don't he know. He blew me away. Because I, I kept thinking, myself, that's not Hugh Grant. It's, it's, a di- it's, it's about asking what's the... They're two totally different jobs. Being the leading man in something like Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, true. And doing that, which is probably a great... I bet you he never had more fun yeah. than mm. doing that. Maybe if he was doing like the gentleman kind of characters all the time and then yeah. Four Weddings and a Funeral, then I'd probably think that because that's different. I think what I did... He's so good I think when I did the gentleman, I think I still gave my best ever for him for Four Weddings. But if someone wants to tell me, I'll listen to the argument. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. Mm. I'm not like... I'm not going to go like typical me. You're wrong. Nope. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm not, no, I'm not going to do that because I'll listen to that argument because I can totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. Because you want to talk about acting. Yeah. Because leading man's generally, I mean, you've done a leading man a few times. It's generally very much, you're the guy yeah, who's taking the plot almost. from place to place. Yeah, so generally likable, but you don't get to really like, you don't get to steal a lot the of the roles start to feel <laughs> the same. Although he's yeah, really yeah. good in four weddings. He is. Um, but no, no, because it was just, if you go, like, I know what he's usually doing, and then to do this, no one saw it coming. How is this not the best thing he's done? Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. That. But I still want my version of, it was George's joke that I've now taken beyond limits, <laughs> but the idea that it was, uh, <laughs> she's trying to give a rating still, jeez. <laughs> but she laughed like five times during my impression, so I'm okay with it. Georgia, <laughs> back to your British version of Taken with Snatch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that sentence. Anymore, you always thought it was a horror movie. Oh, that's where we were. Yeah, yeah, I was giving my rating, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, and then I started watching it the other day and went, I have definitely seen this before and then realised, yes, I had seen it before but couldn't remember all of the different plot points and stuff. But I think it probably helped that it was, wasn't a complete blind watch that I knew little bits and pieces because there are so many moving pieces in this film and it's not necessarily a bad thing but I, it is... You've got to be watching, like, and like Ethan said, you can't sneeze or you're going to miss, like, some really important details. So it's, for me, it's, it's a hard watch, but like, because it's so, it takes, it it takes a lot of energy to watch this film and like a fully, and if you don't know it back to front, I'm sure if you've seen it like six, seven, eight, nine times, it's probably really quite easy to watch because you know these people inside and out, but, um, yeah, no, I, I'm saying that. I did really enjoy it. I It turns out I like Guy Ritchie films. Who knew? Um, the It's fun. The humour is up my street. I think because it's English as well, it just adds to the enjoyment of this because there is no cultural barrier on this one because I know the references and I've met people like Mickey and all these different things. Like, you know these people because you've met them. <laughs> we don't really get too many Canadian films, so, you know, it's not something I'm familiar with. Well, there we are. Oh, bless. No doot about it. <laughs> sorry did you get that accent that was i could put subtitles on for that if you want in canada he'd be he'd be from newfoundland or something like that <laughs> anyway you were saying I mean, <laughs> um yeah no i really enjoy it i think there's a bit a couple of the continuity things like with the fifth thing and why mickey is the bookie as well as the person giving out the tip it doesn't make any sense not but, mickey. Uh, uh, not uh, mickey, sorry brick top yeah, yeah on mickey's fight um but 
yeah i enjoy it i think it's fun um i don't really have much else to say about it because i think we've said most of what's to be said uh i am going to give it eight minutes to eat an entire body out of ten hey nice uh liam i haven't seen this movie for over 12 years um i've seen it several times um back in the day and didn't really enjoy it that much um as much as everybody else did hence why i hadn't watched it for so long but pleasantly surprisingly (laughs) i watched it last night and i found myself enjoying this a lot more than i thought i would and knowing the plot points and knowing other bits there's certain bits i forgot um there's cinematography in this thing and the camera angles blow me away when you think this is a low budget movie and the innovative 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 ideas that he uses with the camera is is phenomenal and that sets up a style of guy ritchie movies you know when you're watching a guy ritchie movie Aha, hey. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that one <laughs> but normally you do when you do these british gangstery type movies you know if a guy ritchie yeah. um i really i really did enjoy it um Again, the cultural references I like as well, um, because obviously I know, because like George said, we, we, we live and breathe in and around England and know all these things. So I can see why it didn't translate over in America and stuff. But I generally thought, because that was a hit here, I thought that might be a hit all over. Very naive of me. We're a very small island, <laughs> unlike um, Australia. Yep. Which I found out <laughs> today is as wide as the moon. Really? Yeah. Oh, some say it's not as big as New Zealand. Yeah, I heard that from a student who went to a Cambridge University. A Cambridge University. So I'm going to give this eight. See you next Tuesdays for not going down in the fourth round. <laughs> All right, uh, Ethan. Uh, I, there's nothing more that I can, like, this is so fun, and I love the dialogue. The dialogue is so witty, and I, I laugh at this, and a film that's made, able to make me laugh so much, despite the fact I've seen it already, and I'm still laughing about the jokes while we're just talking about the jokes does a lot. But also, the emotional gut punch of, um, when Mickey's mum dies in, in the yeah, caravan fire, it's such a perfect, um, change of tone, and it works. And I, I really can't fault this film that much other than the pacing. Cause I, the characters are great. I love an ensemble film that's struggling this much and it works. Uh, so for that, I'm going nine D jammed donuts out of 10. Who took the jam out of your donut? You did. You took the jam out of my donut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's down to you, Ian. My God. I mean, I chose this. So, you know, you did. Um, I think probably different from what i would have rated it when i first no when i was younger man uh not by much not by much just tweaked it one way or the other um this is i've used the term a couple times shakespearean and it's construction i really like a this is this works well as a script and as a story because the story's very sophisticated 
and mm. how you move all these pieces and the diamond it's got elements of like old classic like uh caper kind of like who's who's got it now where's the diamond moving to because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it wasn't it's not quite a but it's 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 got elements of that to it everybody's dog and yeah going off the yeah. with it yeah. everybody's a criminal there's no good like pop fiction there's no good guys in the movie no there aren't there's, oh, sorry, there's 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 police i guess at the end of the movie but they're only just showing up but after it's all taken care of being assholes, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah but i mean there's no order there's no yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, law yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry there might be order but there's definitely no law there's it's the, it's the criminals sort of controlling Criminal themselves world, yeah yeah so that's really enjoyable in in that regard because you get to feel immersed into it and it's like your allegiances to various characters shift throughout the movie and I'm with Ethan, the, the, the tonal shift on the death of Mickey's mom, because Bricktop, for, for, you know, he killed a bunch of guys we didn't really know, but for the most part, if it was a character who we did know, he kind of lets him off the hook. Yeah. Like Tyrone escapes being killed. Turkish. And, and the other two boys, and Turkish avoids being killed. He's yeah. having a cup of tea. And then out of nowhere, it's like, yeah, he smashed up stuff. Oh, and by the way, he also, like, barbecues Mickey's mom. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh that is too dark even for us it is <laughs> it is but you need it though don't you yeah um thank you for bringing me back in i'm feeling really poorly <laughs> <laughs> and that's just got me can i up mine to eight and a half please you want to eight and a half? i'm being cynical because i'm poorly so I, right. I would i would like to up it to eight and a half so um you put it all together i think it's and, and the third act is 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 note perfect it just is so a slow beginning doesn't help and there's some moving pieces that you're like okay but i'm going to go ahead and give it nine pounds worth of coins because all bets are off nice. out of 10 so yeah really really quite positive on it um georgia i don't know how we're gonna do you want to tell me what the patreon thing is at this point we can modify it when it comes uh, in yes i can do sorry i hadn't done it yet because i didn't know we were doing it two well, seconds yeah i didn't really know what to do with it but we'll go ahead and give that a go while georgia's looking it up i'll say uh please join well actually i don't want to give away what we're doing next week because whatever. but again we have done bowling for columbine and we have done of mice, of mice and Men in the last couple of weeks. Go ahead and check those out. Also get your votes for the Royal Roundtable. And we have a Patreon. And, you know, mm. uh, you can have your voice heard for something like this. If there's as little as three pounds a month, there's all sorts of options available. That even culminating you coming on and joining us here on the BFE. Heck, there's been times where I've been short some co-hosts. And I've just asked, who's available? And you can, you know there's options for you to sort of have your voice on the BFE. Be part of the pod. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. Bring it. I love a good. If you (laughs) You listen to Whiplash, I love a good debate. I do. do. I I do. (laughs) We got some commentary on that. But yes. Uh, So what do we have, Georgia? Uh, it comes out. Oh, sorry, by the way, that was patreon.com slash BFE. <laughs> we kept it simple for you. I keep interrupting George's train of thought in this one, but I brought her back in the room, so that's good you too. Did. You did as well. I'd, yeah, I just about forgive you for a, a very niche reference that only me and you are going to pick up on. Um, we have come out with three reviews one seven and two tens out of nine. So that adds up to a nine. Yep. As it currently sits. Yes. So we will update that accordingly when the uh, anybody else joins us in because we are recording this out of order. Our patrons have until basically the day before it gets dropped to add, yeah. change that. And I have that. just clarified that on the post as well. Yeah, and I did. I think I did as well. So that's that's okay. Oh, I put that in the wrong field though. So let's get rid of that. So that's nice. As it currently sits, this comes out as 
has a uh, oh i don't know what just happened there let me change that. This comes out to, I think I got it there. Oh, what? Oh, I, I think oh. I'm cutting and pasting. I want to copy and paste. An 8.7, 8.7. which is high. It's just above Whiplash. Yeah. Whoa. Um, Whiplash came in at 8.67. Uh, it's just below. We had some really strong ones. Uh, Three Billboards was a nine, and Glorious Bastards was an 8.92. So mm. lots of big, big, big uh, scoring movies after we had quite a lull for a while there. So. Here at the BFE, bringing you high quality stuff. So all that's left to do is talk about what, almost as if that's the name of our podcast. Almost <laughs> as if that is. Uh, talking about what we're doing next week. Next week, Ethan, you want to reveal just one more time what your it's, it's your pick next week. So what is it? Yeah, uh, we, we're getting another acclaimed British director because we're going to have uh, not not have him on the pod, but we're doing Slumdog Millionaire. Jai oh, Ho. Jai Ho. I've never seen this in a long time. time. I teach this. This is not So a film. I'm like, so get, get yourself ready because I got so much to say this about this. I'm looking I'm forward to this. To this might be a good yeah i can yeah you need to do that thing where just because you're not into it you don't turn off no i will i get okay what film was georgia gonna pick and you're like i don't i didn't know you have to show up yeah, yeah. what film was that <laughs> it's, it's definitely something you picked it was, it was yeah because i remember being like that's not fair because i sit through his fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> see i'm doing the peacemaker thing behind the scenes as well folks it's not just on the mic so um but, you're the antagonist on the mic as well oh i am that too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, but Slumdog, uh, I get to teach it, and I'm so looking forward to sharing it. It's probably a good thing we're going to have a bit of a truncated other elements, because mm. there's a lot going on in this film. Mm. Yeah. And there's controversy about this film as well. Isn't there? Oh, this, yeah, significant. Yeah, so oh, wow. uh, we can talk about that at some... I feel really good, because I want to do a whole lot of... I mean, like, I'll do it, but you don't have to do a ton of research, because I'm like, I got all the research. Yeah, good. I got so much stuff. It's in your brain. It is in my brain. So I'm ready to drop some knowledge on that. So, I look forward to it. But yeah, uh, it Again, should be good. It's, it's not a film I'd normally watch. But oh, you don't, like, for the, you don't the like Dev Patel? I don't. No. He's an asshole. He's, no, he's a pretty he's, man. Yeah, he's, he's very good in this. But anyway. Yeah. So I next saw week, him in real life, um, um, Ethan, and yeah. he was not nice to people. Next week, though, we are doing Slumdog Millionaire. It is our destiny. So <laughs> please join us next week when we do slumdog millionaire for us it'll be the second review after this we'll record yeah we sit into the other two <laughs> for you it'll be the first one so yeah listen to whatever's going on we appreciate people and realizing that this month's gonna be a little bit wibbly wobbly timey wimey janky but if you will janky yes <laughs> which i've been told i can't you know, say you're not old enough to get away with that yeah. so, uh, sorry we are too old, old to get away with that yeah no, no, no matter how your leather jacket fits somebody else said that the other day and i went well what they can say so please go ahead and join us next week as we tackle Slumdog Billionaire. For best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And I'm sitting here at the end of a recording session watching Pip sleep in my chair. And I just can't help thinking, I love dags. <laughs> <laughs> love a good dag. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. <laughs> <laughs>